Hey everybody, welcome back to Hitpoint, a JRPG news show, an anime news show, a niche shoot news show, a show where Baku and I will talk about everything and anything that catches our interest. We broadcast live every single darn Sunday, except every for the ones one. except for the ones when we don't. At no, no exception. <laughs> no seven, exception. <laughs> 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, we will be previewing trailers, talking about rumors, discussing various topics of discussion. Uh, we'll be, uh, let's see, what else? Uh, we'll be responding to Super Chats at the end of the episode. Yes. Ah, Baku. Yes. How are you doing, buddy? Ah, doing great. Uh, well, except that school starting soon, so I'm a little nervous about that. But other than that, great. School hype. <laughs> uh, more, more school. Yeah, I had. I really enjoyed the summer. I got uh, a lot of stuff done. Um, mm -hmm. I, I got to really spend time uh, doing some stuff that I've always wanted to do uh, for myself. I guess uh, that uh, school and other things had you know prevented me from doing. But so far, so good. So do you uh, know? You, man? Oh, hmm? uh, well, I was gonna say, do you know what oh. uh, kind of clubs you're gonna join this this clubs? semester? Yeah, yeah, uh, school clubs. Well, it's, it's a thing, right? Well, I'm the president of the Waifu uh, Appreciation Club oh, uh, in okay. my university, so like, you know, I can't just walk away from that. So uh, oh, that's pretty true. much I'll, what I'll be doing. <laughs> understandable, understandable. Cool. Well, yes. um, oh, best of luck, Gambate. Uh, uh, and uh, so, yeah, you asked about my week. Um, yes. It's been a bit of a crazy week so far. Uh, well, I mean, it's over now. Well, it's actually just beginning. But the, the last week was a lot. Um, there was uh, videos that I put out. Well, mostly mm. just one video that I worked on all week. Uh, some stuff that I was working on that just kind of ended up falling through. There was a review that I was working on and opted out at the oh. last minute. Because it, wow. it, it just, it's, it's a game that didn't click with me and I was like, I don't want, I don't like being like a downer. Mm, <laughs> I feel like, okay. I feel like it's rough. I, I would rather just not review a game than like give it a, a bad review unless it's okay. Unless it's like made by a large company. But if it's like an indie studio that I, mm. didn't jive with me, it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to kick uh, an indie studio. I, I, I can't yeah. do it. So anyways, I was going to do one, decided against it after I just mm. couldn't really find anything nice to say. Mm, okay and i'm not gonna ask you what that is either no um, <laughs> yeah but then uh otherwise otherwise it was a fun week and it culminated with a little little birthday celebration with my hey. family and some friends i went and this morning rewatched the new teenage mutant ninja turtles movie because <laughs> uh i mean that's just how i roll it's my birthday and and there's a tmnt in theaters right now and mm. uh, it was actually a packed theater this time uh, we went for a matinee. It was like a $4 matinee day for, you know, something something special for the local theater and uh, just brought in a lot of uh, people from varying age groups. And mm -hmm. it was, it's it's good to watch these kinds of movies in large crowds where you can right. actually hear other people kind of like laughing at the same jokes or or laughing at jokes that you maybe didn't catch the first time or <laughs> yeah you, you feel like you're a part of the, yeah. the collective right like yeah, that yeah vibe is important yes it is i, I am yeah. i am among other cult members you know it's <laughs> it's, it's a comforting thought <laughs> well happy belated uh birthday sir thank um, you i really uh, enjoyed it i've i've joined the realm of of old farts like you 
<laughs> I mean, we've been in the uh, rounding up to 40s club for a little while now, so uh, it's going to be like that for a little bit <laughs> while still. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, okay. Can't wait to be rounding down to, to 40s. <clears throat> yeah, cannot be. Cannot wait to be rounding down. <laughs> well, hey. Uh, that about covers it for uh, just uh, some of the, the intro stuff, but we have uh, some questions of the week. Hang on, hang on. Questions yes. of the week. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that one kind of hung there for a little bit. We have uh, some questions of the week that, that got responded to last week. I kind of uh, last minute asked a question uh, asking about, um, you know, hard, uh, difficulty modes. Mm-hmm. Hard mode, when is it worth it? And mm-hmm. easy mode, when is it okay? You know, that was mm-hmm. a very broad question, very open-ended. I got mm-hmm. a ton of responses, um, honestly, tons of responses uh, mm. to this. But um, but uh, I think that Freddie, uh, who who also does a lot of our timestamps for us, thank you, Freddie. Thank you, Freddie. Uh, also left uh, a really all-encompassing comment that I felt was uh, pretty much a, a summary in a lot of ways mm-hmm. to what a lot of other people were expressing, which is that easy mode is always okay. Uh, why should it not be okay? You still play the same game uh, the way that you enjoy it the most. The game mm-hmm. goes for, or the same goes for hard mode. If you get more fun out of it, then you can use that. Everyone has different strengths and weaknesses, so it should be obvious that the difficulty of the game is different for everybody. So uh, someone... For someone, a hardcore game can be pretty easy and vice versa, um, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and he, he actually left a really long, <laughs> a really long comment kind of uh, going over more of that. But this one uh, from some random guy also left a really awesome answer. Actually, he, he, has a, he also left a really long one, <laughs> but I just wanted to take the first sentence because I felt like it was a perfect summary. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and they said uh, the answer is both. You know, basically, when you've stopped having fun, that's when you need to, you know, basically when you need when you've stopped having fun, uh, it's okay to switch to hard mode or mm-hmm. it's okay to switch to easy mode. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I would agree. I'm uh, just really glad that, that that's the, the general vibe from those comments. But go for it. Go. I'm I, I didn't mean to cut you off there, Baku. Oh, no, I, I was just I was just agreeing to the sentiment. Absolutely. So. Um, yeah, yeah, it's 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 nice to have such a, a I, I wouldn't call it wholesome. I mean, I guess it's a little wholesome. Is it is it wholesome? Does yeah. that qualify? Uh, to uh, I don't know if it's wholesome. Kind of non-judgmental. Just, yeah, very accepting. Of, mm-hmm. You know, people with different preferences and we're different, okay with that. Yeah, different preferences and and mm-hmm. different. Um, I mean, there's also different like accessibility levels. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that that's one of the great powers of like you know, turn-based RPGs is that um, they are inherently a little bit more accessible, I think, to people who have um, uh, impairments with their dexterity. So like mm-hmm. action RPGs, it's it's really not as as easy to to dive into those games uh, when it requires really fast um, re- re- reflexes and reaction times and things. Um, That's right. You know, precise button movements. Uh, so I think that turn-based RPGs are are really great in that regard, and mm-hmm. and yeah, I think that just giving them additional uh, uh, difficulty options kind of enhances that somewhat too. 
like kind of a side note um but for turn-based rpg since we're kind of talking a little bit about like accessibility and whatnot yeah uh i i will say that um as a side benefit for a streamer anyways so people who don't stream won't get this but uh turn-based lets me rechat oh that <laughs> action too. games do not <laughs> <laughs> it's extremely hard to rechat uh playing an action game uh, well, but reading chat with turn-based games is a lot easier it's easier but let me tell you when when boss mode happens, uh, there's there's a lot of times where chat just takes a back seat. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. When, absolutely. I mean, it still know, happens. In when you have to lean days. forward, when you have to lean forward, it's like, yeah, just moving, moving the chat out of my periphery. Let's let's do let's do this. Like darks, like if I'm playing a Dark Souls <laughs> game, I'm like constantly looking around my surrounding, trying not to die. Like I don't have time to look at chat and respond and try not to die in that game. Oh, uh, so, you know, like it's like that. Um, but uh, accessibility, I think it's probably the biggest item. It's it's that and like gatekeeping. Right. So uh, I, I think it's very nice that uh, our our audience uh, don't gatekeep right and they don't act like oh you're not playing on hard mode you're not playing this game right uh yeah just people ought to be able to just play whatever the heck you know mode they want they pay for the game like just let them let them do their thing especially people who are like um maybe have some disability like physical disability they they mm -hmm. simply cannot play the game even at normal mode but should we you know uh, refuse their participation right in this uh hobby and and experience these like you know insane cool worlds that we get to experience uh mm -hmm. no like we we should allow them to experience it all the same right as much as we can yeah um so you know accessibility like controllers or like easy modes like basically hardware and software solutions are to this kind of uh, uh, um, hindrance from uh, experiencing the game fully. So I, I'm all for it. Now, I did want to ask you another question, though. Uh, sure. How do you feel about reviewers playing games on uh, different difficulty levels? I think that a lot of us kind of take for granted that a mm -hmm. reviewer will play on normal. Um, mm -hmm. There have been occasions where I've played on hard mode, but what, what would you think about somebody who... who reviews games in this sense of like myself for instance mm -hmm. you know just just randomly out of nowhere like playing a game on easy mode would you still take their their word you know at face value for like if they say that the you know how the gameplay is does that then you know would that change your perception a little bit only because mm -hmm. when i think of normal mode i think of that as the developer saying this is the benchmark yeah right so as you're creating reviews i mean look as long as you're admitting hey i'm doing this on easy mode i think it's fine but if you're passing it off as this is normal mode and then giving like the wrong impression i think that i i, I might not want that personally <laughs> yeah yeah flipping uh, a game into easy yeah. mode and then complaining about it being too easy would probably yeah be a something really like bad that <laughs> that'd be a bad look right yeah <laughs> yeah i would say you know if you play the normal mode and it ends up being too easy you know a, a a really dedicated reviewer would be like and then i tried a hard mode and it's just right for me but your mileage may vary like you know I, I think that i will respect that a lot it makes me feel like you really care about um 
you know, how yeah. the audience will react and, and you're really testing it out for them in that review. So that's how I feel about it. Ah, oh, man. I will say that there is one thing that grinds my gears and it's games that don't allow you to flip between difficulty modes like at any point. I get yeah. it that in some cases, like it would gatekeep you from getting certain achievements, you know, mm -hmm. but like if you've made it to like the halfway point of the game and the difficulty just isn't there anymore, it would be really mm -hmm. nice to be able to crank up the difficulty. Um, oh, that happened to me with uh, Nier Automata. Did it? Like, so... Oh. If you turn on hot, if you turn on hard mode in mm -hmm. the very beginning section, that the beginning section basically does no save point. It's this entire like five, ten minute long like corridor area, no save point. And basically, the way that the setup is in hard mode is basically a one hit kill. Oh. So you've got to be really good in mm -hmm. hard mode uh, in that first section. Otherwise, you're not you're not going to survive, right? So yeah. there's that. But then towards the middle of the game or so, you, you grind so much and you have so many skills and whatnot, and you've maybe even got used to the game, that hard mode becomes easy. <laughs> <laughs> like I was playing normal mode. I'm like, oh my God, I'm destroying everything in like two hits. Like uh, I, I want to crank up the difficulty. Yeah. Uh, and I went hard mode and it was actually still kind of easy. So um, I don't know at that point if it's my fault for overgrinding or maybe I'm, I haven't overgrind a game like just doesn't scale well i don't know uh yeah. but that definitely has happened before where in the middle of the game i had to turn on hard mode uh because it was just getting too easy so one of the things that i really kind of wanted to to get to the crux of with that question as it relates to hard mode anyway is mm -hmm. like when when is hard mode like really worth it i know that sometimes and a, and a lot of times people will play hard mode just for the trophy right but I'm wondering, like, when, I mean, and I guess that at some point, the the additional difficulty is worth it in and of itself, right? For a lot of people mm -hmm. who who just want to play at a skill level that they already are comfortable with, right? But I'm like, is there any incentive that a developer can offer uh, outside of that to, mm -hmm. make, to make hard mode feel like something that they want to strive for? And I, I don't know I if they need to, though. Yeah. yeah, it's probably not the role of the developer to to incentivize the hard mode. Mm -hmm. Like, so. I feel like it's just there if you want to do it. But yeah. the, the problem with incentivizing it, I guess, is uh, that, again, people who may, who may not be able to even, you know, control it regularly, we feel like they're completely missing out on even the opportunity for that, right? So it's yeah. a little bit, it should be a reward in and of itself. Like if you accomplish a challenge and then you feel like you've accomplished something, like that mm -hmm. should be the reward. Like it's uh, almost like a sound setting in that sense where it's really, mm -hmm. you are adjusting your preferences, not really adjusting, uh, uh, not, not really adjusting the mode of the game in a, in a yeah. way it's it's more like you're changing the the brightness the contrast the difficulty yeah. the you know just getting it to to fit you uh, it's just another which, setting which raises the question like why mm -hmm. if, if that's the case like why do we offer uh you know uh rewards or why why are there trophies for that sort of thing mm, you know that's a good question 
I guess some uh. games are built that way where like, hey, listen, this game is just going to be a challenge game. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Dark Souls. Like, yeah, yeah, difficulty is like part of the experience. And that's just what we want to build in. Or like that's Ninja true. Gaiden or something. But that's a fairly small subset of games compared to all the games that we have. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I totally get it if like difficulty is just like the what this game is known for. Yeah. Um, you know, the Trails series did something pretty interesting to sort of incentivize trying the harder routes. Um, mm-hmm. You've probably bumped into that a few times where you bump into like boss fights that are uh, optional. Like mm-hmm. you can you can lose to them and you're mm-hmm. fine or you can uh, get an optional scene if you, mm. you know, strike through and, and beat the boss or if you beat them within X number of turns. And I guess that that's another method of like incentivizing like mastery of of the system Mm -hmm. it's not so much of a difficulty setting though though the games do also offer those so i think that it's not i guess that's not really i guess yeah that's two different things right Mm -hmm. yeah okay i i I guess like i'm i'm a little more forgiving when it comes to like a turn-based rpg uh versus like action like action some people really just cannot move that way. Yeah. Um, but turn base, it's more about just taking your time and think it through and grinding it out. So as long as you're, you have the will to do it, um, you probably can achieve it easier than like an action game hard mode where like basically it's one hit death and you have to do like all the perfect dodges and parries. Like it's a lot harder for someone who cannot move the body a certain way, I guess. Yeah. Um, whereas, like you said, like turn-based, like it's menu-based, the, the game completely stops, you know, there's no physical constraint so much as can you just, you know, strategize through and get it out. Um, so I, I feel like I'm a little bit more forgiving on, on that area. There, there, there are more people who would be able to accomplish that uh, yeah. than action. So. All right. Well, hey, we have a new question of the week that I'd like to pose to everybody. Um, and it has a little bit of a, a tie-in with some of the recent videos that I've released uh, this mm-hmm. week and last week, where I talked about uh, my personal top 10 Super Nintendo turn-based RPGs that I'm hyped to play or replay, <laughs> uh, as well as the top 10 Super Nintendo action RPGs that I'm hyped mm-hmm. to play or replay. Uh, and that question that I have for you guys is given those um, from, from for the super Nintendo across any of the genres, honestly, what are your top three titles from that, from that era uh, mm. for the super Nintendo? Uh, Cause easy. it's, it's tough. <laughs> it's, I mean, some of it's easy, but some of mm. it's really tough. Uh, there, there's a lot of really good games on the Super Nintendo and and yeah. diving back into these games again mm-hmm. and like reevaluating not just like how epic was it, how pretty was it, but like what would I want to replay right now? Like mm-hmm. going back, my my list uh really surprised me when it came mm. to action RPGs, like when I mm-hmm. actually was like, you know, I would actually replay Brain Lord that game i have i've had a long-standing love-hate relationship with that game for Mm -hmm. decades at this point (laughs) but i'm like it it do be looking pretty good right now 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. So I, I feel like it's two questions, right? Like it's what would you replay at all versus yeah. what's the top three, right? Okay. Yeah. Let's add that. Yeah. What's, what's your top three, but what's your number one most like I want to Likely replay to it. Replay. Yeah. 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 Top three is easy. Um, okay. Just because I talked about it very recently. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> In my stream, I, we talked about it really recently. So I was like, oh, yeah, easy. Someone asked me, like, what's your top five Super Nintendo? I'm like, done. So basically, I just need to <laughs> cut out two from that very short list and give you a top three. Uh, as far as, like, what to replay, that's a little tougher because there are remastered versions that are just superior, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I probably do that. So yeah. what's something that I would genuinely want to replay on maybe original hardware on yeah. Super Nintendo, right? Yeah. That's well, a tougher question. Yeah. Yep. And we're going to respond to that one next week. Yes. But so first, we'll we'll see what you guys tuned. have to say. Uh, but before we go too much further into the world of news and things, uh, mm -hmm. we actually did get a voicemail this week. And let's go ahead and play that. Oh, my God. Yes. Hey, Derek and Baku, first time caller, long time watcher. And I basically had a question about JRPGs and character interaction systems. Character interactions, I think, are probably one of the most compelling parts in a lot of RPGs and JRPGs especially. And I guess a couple examples are the Fire Emblem support conversations where you see different combinations of characters interact with each other, the Tales of games having the different skits where characters react to uh, the events that are going on at the time, uh, Arkanelko's dive system that lets you as the player be into the psyche of the uh, main girls, and the Avenical heart system, which are kind of like little mini collectibles on the world map where you can kind of see the main character flirt with each of his wives, and it's, it's really cute and adorable. My question is, what do you think out of all the JRPGs you played, are the most interesting character interaction systems that could be little mini side stories or provide tangible benefits, what do you think are the most interesting and what would you really like to see uh, in any future JRPGs that you play? Thank you, and have a great day. Thank, Thank you, you very much. All right. Uh, That's such a great question, like by the way. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was it was a great question. So I'm guessing what they're really asking about are like playable character interactions and not Probably. so much like NPCs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So well, NPC is a whole different thing too. Um, it can be. It can be. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm just listening to all the example that he's provided. It sounds like like tr like yeah. tales. You know, like they're all uh, player based, like pl playable character interactions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess we can respond to both, right? So yeah. I mean, yeah. there there are there are two that mm -hmm. like immediately come to mind, and I think a lot of people already have at least one of them come to mind right now. Are you saying trails? You're gonna say trails? I mean, that's one of them. <laughs> it's definitely one of them. Okay, and and, and you know what the other one is? Mm, no, what is the other one? Should take a look at the thumbnail today. Oh my god, <laughs> Persona. I mean, Persona. I mean. Jeez, Persona mm -hmm. Three revolutionized how we interact with uh, characters, and and would go on to, I think, inspire Cold Steel as far as character character interactions go. Sorry, mm -hmm. mouth decided to go rogue there for a moment. <laughs> 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 but uh, but yeah, those are the the two like real big ones that I think really emphasize character interactions and and things like that. Um, there's aside from uh, Tales of fantasia mm -hmm. and well the rest of the tales series uh one of the other games that came to mind was 
Arc Rise Fantasia, which mm. I've only played Tales of Fantasia and, uh, as far as like the Tales of series go, which mm-hmm. I know is a little weird uh, mm-hmm. that I haven't played anything since then. But uh, but I did play Arc Rise Fantasia, which I think borrowed a lot of inspiration from that system. And, mm-hmm. and so I've got I've gotten some exposure to that style of uh, character interactions. Mm-hmm. I think that there's some pros and cons to a lot of them. Um, mm-hmm. Gosh, and and even I was trying to think because I had I had all the time in the world before the, today's podcast to actually start thinking about this. Meanwhile, Baku was making a mad dash to write down all of the news that we have yet to even start <laughs> to touch on. And I, <laughs> it's gonna be a long it's gonna be a long show. It's um, a long show. But um, but the the earliest one that I could sort of think of that mm-hmm. that you could probably call. And there are probably others, but the, that you could probably call a character interaction system mm-hmm. is probably Chrono Trigger. Mm, okay. Chrono Trigger with its, I mean, there's not like a much where they talk to each other. There's no mm-hmm. like chatter on the world map or anything like that. There's no mm-hmm. scenes that necessarily take out uh, take place except mm-hmm. for the optional side quests at the end of the game. Uh, mm. where certain characters can interact with each other a bit more and you get more side story for those characters. Um, mm. But what really first brought that game to mind was the dual and triple tech system where Ooh, okay. characters will not actually just do dual and triple tech te- uh, techs with each other unless mm. they've like been in combat with one another a lot, which okay. kind of strikes me as a very, very primitive kind of affinity system for between mm-hmm. characters. Um, yeah. That, so, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Uh-huh. So so that was the first thing that kind of came to mind. But uh so I think that there's pros and cons to a lot of these different systems. Um but mm-hmm. um yeah I I like them. I like them a lot. Uh the the more fleshed out ones, the ones that I've that I, that I really keep coming back to him mentally is persona mm-hmm. three and four persona three just uh basically dedicated half of the game to its prob- probably more than half of the <laughs> more game. more than half of the game is more just, than half the game yeah is dedicated to the affinity system to the to mm-hmm. the interaction system um and so i guess the the other big question is like what would i like to see in the in, for future games yeah uh, and that's mm-hmm. that's a tough one because it's like you don't know what you don't know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like it, it's. I mean, it's stuff like Loop Eight too. Like, yes. do you think that's like kind of cool? Like what they did. I mean, granted, it's not a great like RPG, but just in terms of like character interaction, um, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so loop eight Mm -hmm. uh it did some really interesting things Mm -hmm. um the the character progression system is neat it's Mm -hmm. really heavily emphasized but the problem with it is that players are forced to relive a lot of those experiences over Mm -hmm. and over due to the looping system but you would think Mm -hmm. that the developers would have had some sort of like skip you know this is a this is a a scene skip there there's a skip but i mean Mm -hmm. it's like you can fast forward some scenes or you can Mm -hmm. skip with other scenes but it would be nice if it would just allow you to 
uh, automatically not because it's it's legitimately like mm. every time, few times you talk to him, it like sh- you know shifts to you know visual novel view, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then a longer thing plays out. And it'd just be mm. nice if it just like wouldn't make you even have to fast forward through them. You know, I okay. So yeah, it it's it's okay. It's not the best example though. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some of the things that it does is really cool too. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can always just keep the cool part and like mm-hmm. discard anything that you don't like. I mean, Did, that's the beauty of this hypothetical scenario, right? You, now, <laughs> and you've played through a lot of the Xenoblade games, right? Did they have any kind of character interactions or affinity so, systems? Yeah. So I'm glad that you brought up Xenoblade because that's probably my main uh, thing. I was thinking so, it might be. Um, yeah, but before that, I guess um, I, I can talk a little bit about uh, interacting with NPCs specifically. I want to give props to our friend over at Drafty Games, uh, Alterium Shift. Um, we've talked about it a couple of times. Oh, yeah. uh, and <laughs> just the the amount of dialogues that you can have by talking to like not even an NPC, just talking to a piece of furniture. You have like twenty dialogues that like Wait, did you it just really keep talking to? How yes. did I miss that? I because you because okay. So the developers came by when I was playing the game, and I was talking to the. Um, there's so many times when they were like, wow, you're the only person who's ever done that. We've watched other people play this game. And I'm like, good. <laughs> you're just trying to break it, aren't you? Yeah. That's, you're no, just... I was, well, I told him I was going to do it. I'm like, I'm going to try and break your game on stream. So I hope you're prepared for that. Um, so I was checking everything. Every um, thing has multiple dialogues. Um, and I think it's kind of fun to kind of flip the script a little bit and give you uh, something you don't expect. Uh, that's always fun. And you, because the, the script is, um, from a psychological s- sense, is NPC will have one, maybe two dialogue, mm-hmm. no choices, and they'll repeat themselves. Yeah. I mean, that's that whole, like, NPC... Did you, did you know that there's the whole NPC uh, stream TikTok trend? We t- I think we talked about this. Do you remember? I've seen it discussed and I mean I think we talked about it a little bit but I didn't know what it was until having seen uh like the Phil DeFranco show kind of talk about it a little bit more and like show some of it and it is bizarre maybe yeah it is so weird man I do not get it I don't the point of it is that they call it NPC in, in such a way that they repeat the line. Yeah. So I think that's the point. Is that the script, what we understand, NPC in RPG, okay. you talk to them, they give you the same line. Okay. They that's may what, change that's the line over time, it. but they give you the same line, right? So mm-hmm. when you flip the script is, oh, by the way, there are three, four, five, six lines. So you're like, wait, what's going on? Um, more to discover, and it's fun. So uh, I, I really like that. Um, of course, uh, we can't talk about NPC lines without talking about trails where like they actually have their own like minor stories. Oh god, um, yeah. Like it changes after every major yeah. event in the game. Yeah, I I I really like the whole uh <laughs> my favorite, honestly, is um uh what what's that town? What's the starting town in uh Sky? Oh gosh. 
Rio, right? I forgot. It's Ru a starting town. No. Um, yeah. So, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, there's a bunch of Trails fans who are just like angry typing right now. Ah, it's oh, this. How dare you not know? No, no, it. no. They'll, they'll tell it. They'll tell you in a no. minute. <laughs> but, um, Roland. so in <laughs> Roland, yes. Oh, well, I got the first letter right. Yeah. Okay. But Thanks, anyways, Eagle Knight. <laughs> so, in there, um, they, the general store, uh, where the mom keeps wanting to like hook the sun up, like mm -hmm. over time, like there's a there's a there's a new worker who just comes and the mom is constantly like, oh, I oh. I bet you she's great for the sun, you know, like she's trying to hook them Playing up. Playing matchmaker. And that's, yeah, the story just plays through over time. It's just like, huh, interesting. So <laughs> every time I go back, I'm like, so any development, like that's the only thing I care about. All the other subplot, I don't care. But this, this I care. <laughs> you know, like, um, I was like so invested into seeing whether or not like <laughs> they're going to make any progress. And the sun has absolutely no, um, no, uh, 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 what is it called? Uh, I think he like didn't even care. Like he wasn't even thinking about it. He was like, "Oh yeah, oh. she's a great worker." Um, <laughs> but anyways, okay. uh, so I thought that was cool. Now, as far as like player inter, like a playable character interaction goes, uh, since you brought up Xenoblade, mm -hmm. uh, here's what I would say that I like and don't like. What I don't like, uh, which they fixed late in later games, is uh, what they did in Xenoblade One, basically, where a lot of the stories are locked away from uh from you uh through these like events that you get to go visit and watch but there are two conditions to watching the event number one you have to have certain level of affinity mm -hmm. which forces you to basically pair characters and have to grind through the affinity and they're, they're not easy to grind through. it takes a lot of time to do so is that so, is that something that takes place like during combat or yes so you have to bring them along and and every character in between characters have their own set of affinity right so it isn't just like affinity with the main character oh no okay. it's like you know between two playable character and, they have their own affinity and you basically yeah. have to already know who has a scene with who in order to like yeah like you cannot just like <laughs> you have to know what the end goal is before you get there yes and uh, and uh -huh. you have to find a scene like where it happens to so go there physically and trigger it. Mm -hmm. So if you don't find it, you don't get to watch it. Even if you find it, your affinity is not high enough. Uh, you cannot watch it, and you have to come back at some other point. But maybe. they fix that in the other later games. Uh, no, the definitive edition is the same. It's it's oh. it's because it's, it's, I only played the definitive editions. So I would know if oh. if the original version was even worse. Then that's even worse. But I don't but think did they, they change it, it in yeah. in two or three. It's okay in two or three they basically got rid of that oh, where okay. um so instead what they did in two and three so for two um basically the interactions are already built into the game scenes i like that so there are little little um there are little scenes that plays out through the game anyway so mm -hmm. i feel like that took care of a lot of issues the thing that i didn't like the most about one per se in the storytelling is like there's no there are no comedic elements to kind of like let loose the tension and talk more about like them as like individuals yeah um, they're, they're very focused on this like plot and goal which is it's very plot driven right mm -hmm. moving to the second game is a little bit more character driven 
Uh, it's got a little bit more balance. And then in the last game, the third game is very character driven. You get a lot of scenes where they talk about how they feel about the wars and the morality, like questions and stuff, which I really like. And it's not locked away from like scenes. It's just part of the natural game progression. And optionally, each of the main character also have their own set of side quests that let you learn even more about the, uh, these characters as individuals and even more interactions. Um, so that's really cool. I, I feel yeah. like three is that done probably the best job I've seen in a long time in really exploring the different characters. Um, so in Xenoblade three, there are different heroes that can join as guest players, and mm -hmm. each the hero also gives you like a class that basically all the main playable characters can switch into. Each of those heroes also have sub stories that you can do to learn even more about them and basically the world at large. So okay, well that's pretty uh, cool. Yeah, I think so that the, one of yeah. I mm -hmm. think that one of the um, so so having talked through all of this, I think that one of the things that I would really want in another interaction system. Um, so I, I really like when they tie into combat. So like you mm -hmm. build up an affinity with a character, and then that has an effect in combat. Trails in the sky. Oh, no, no, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Trails of Cold Steel has that, um, okay. you know, where like follow-up attacks and things will will happen if you, you know, increase a, an affinity between characters. I like that a lot, but mm -hmm. I think that there's a, kind of a drawback where a lot of these, where they have a dedicated character uh, interaction system like Persona or mm -hmm. like Trails of Cold Steel, where it feels like all of the relationships are like eventually required to culminate in some form of romance <laughs> and i really mm. wish i really wish that the player was given a little more agency in that um mm -hmm. because what it really because when you have a system like that it just basically encourages the player to build a harem which mm -hmm. is i mean <laughs> i mean let's let's be real i was i was 16 mm -hmm. once and i thought i i would probably have thought that was super cool as mm -hmm. a you know as a 37 year old man now god dang <laughs> <laughs> when did that happen uh, i it, i it made suddenly... it very clear that in my p5 run that i would only go for uh dr legs and no one else uh, okay. everyone's like but you can also romance the teacher i'm like no i don't care mm. that's not right <laughs> I okay know. i know stop it <laughs> <laughs> right like it just encourages you to be like a and and, and that's the other thing is like the other part mm -hmm. of me is like man that's too much work like I can't. I'm trying to role play. I, like, can you imagine? Can you imagine trying to maintain 15 different relationships? <laughs> I, I can't. I can't even maintain one. What makes you think I can do double digits? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, so, uh, so yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's just let's just give players a little more control over you know that sort of thing. I think in the future that'd be pretty great. Yeah, romance doesn't even carry over in. Cold steel, so I know. whatever, it's, whatever. Yeah. I don't even know why they did it. Like, just ugh. I know it's it's Anyways. frustrating. Anyways, so yeah, uh, super great uh, question from the yeah. voicemail today. Oh my gosh, we're about an hour, almost well, not not an hour, but a little for a half hour. <laughs> we haven't even yeah. talked to any news. Okay, if you would like to leave us a voicemail for next time, please do so at seven eight five three three seven thirty eight zero five, or you could also email us at. Hitpoint at superderekrpgs.com and we'll yeah. uh, respond to your question and yeah and yeah, give it our best. Know about, let us know about your favorite character interaction system, playable or not playable, because yeah. we're interested to hear about maybe examples that we haven't thought of. It's definitely, definitely 
Yeah, that's yeah. it's not the question of the week, but man, that should be that should be one. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and move along to some of the. Uh, well, <sighs> maybe are they are they upcoming releases yet or? Uh, only one of them has recently been released, but since we okay. skipped the show, I figured we'd come back and talk about. It. But the rest of them are all future stuff. All right. So, let's begin. <clears throat> All right, this is for all you mecha fans out there. The newest Armored Core game, Armored Core uh, 6, Fires of Rubicon, has just launched uh, two days ago. This is the only game, promise, that has already been released, and it, it looks amazing. And I just want to really quickly check that out for all the mecha fans. Okay, let's give that a look. Boy, if, you haven't, if you're a mecha fan and you haven't gotten this game, what's wrong with you? Oh. There we go. <laughs> Needed to adjust my uh, audio output there. That was really loud. <laughs> Just blew up my own eardrums. I know, it's so freaking loud. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? I forgot to turn down the, the volume here, too. <laughs> this game looks so good. So on the my trailer. friend... That's how you, I have a friend who's like really big on Armacore and... Uh, He's been waiting for this. He built a new PC just or to play this. Dude. Because his old PC wouldn't handle the graphics on high settings. Oh. He, he has like a 1080. Like, it's, you know, That's not bad. GTX 1080. It's like long time ago. So he just, I mean, he says, forget it. I'm going to build a brand new PC. It's about time. He found a deal on uh, Micro Center. He bought a new PC, uh, uh -huh. new graphics card, everything. He's so ready for this. I bet. Look yeah. at that. that oh, this game sick. looks so freaking cool. This is like what Square Enix wish they could have done with Front Mission, you know? Mm. Yeah. Man, Ooh. that that does yeah, instead look we sick. got like whatever the heck game came out. I forgot the name of that game again. <laughs> this game is so cool. Babylon's Fall? Is that also, they're of? totally like Dark Souls kind of moment because, you know, it is a From Software game. Yeah, yeah. Is there uh, there are parts where it's like stupid hard. <laughs> just, you know, don't give up. Just keep trying, okay? It, it's going to be one of those games where difficulty is high. Yeah. Uh, it's not an easy game. Ooh. I'd love to see a new Zone of Enders. 10,000 needles on uh, noodles. Love to see a new zone of Enders. Dude. So is your friend's PC uh, mecha themed? Because it should be. Uh, his new PC? Yeah. Uh, he doesn't do theme builds, although I, I could probably uh, convince him to change that. <laughs> Man, like if, if, if it doesn't look like a Gundam foot, what are you even doing with your life? You know, funny you say that because uh, I so off topic, but uh, Asus just announced that they will release uh, a, a, a whole set of uh, Evangelion uh, EVA 2 themed uh, PC peripherals. Really? Case, uh, graphics card, uh, what is it? Uh, the, the, the bracket uh, and also like motherboard. It's like a whole bunch of things. Uh, so you want to do a EVA two uh, theme build? Yeah, well, congratulations! Uh, you totally can. Well, it's like rad. full red. It looks really cool. It's got like Oscar on it. Uh, so yeah, that's sick. They did the they did Gundam before, uh, Asus. Yeah, they had they had like a full 
like peripheral, like a whole bunch of peripherals. I would just like, need the case. Themed. I would, I would just want the case to be like themed and like shaped like a piece of mecha. You know the, you know. Oh, just like a full on like robot. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't want it to look like a mecha. I would just want it to look like I don't know, like the chest plate or whatever. Just something that mm-hmm. looks like it's you know made of of armor. <laughs> I think that would be cool. Uh, I can. You know, I'll, I'll I'll post the this is this is this is like off, but I'll post it in uh, chat for people to see. Oh, okay. Um, this is the OG Hyperion EVA two edition. It actually, looks really sick. Uh, if if I if I was an Oscar fan, I would consider it. But I'm a Ray fan, so no Oscar here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I have a theme build, so I'm good. Um. Okay, so continuing on with this. So, of course, this game is available on PS4, 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, XS, and PC via Steam. Just no Switch because I don't think this game can run on the Switch. You're probably uh, right. <laughs> if I was, if I was yeah. a betting man, if, if the Switch can't run Red Dead 2... <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I don't think the Switch can run this. Uh, so let's not ask it to do the impossible, right? Um, the There there are physical editions. Uh, then there are four physical editions. Thank you, Bandai Namco, for making it super complicated. So okay. here it is. The standard edition is just the game. The deluxe edition comes with the game and art book and an original soundtrack, which is probably what I'm getting. Uh, the collector's edition comes with a hardcover art book, four pin badges, a set of 45 stickers, because why not, I guess. Uh, the steel bookcase and a 19 centimeter figure, which I cannot convert to inches. So you're just going to have to live with the metric system now, don't you? Uh, last but not least, there's the premium version, mm-hmm. which comes with basically everything I just said. The game, the art book, the soundtrack. Uh, the pin badges, the stickers, steel book case, the 19 centimeter figure, and a 32 centimeter garage that basically, you know, mm-hmm. encompasses the figure. So yeah. it looks really cool. Not gonna lie, how it's much also is a little that? pricey? I I don't even know. Don't know. <laughs> oh. Oh. I don't know if it's even available anymore. To be honest with you, it probably but... sold out, but it's probably like three thousand dollars or something. No, I probably. Mm. I want to say like two fifty. I'm gonna guess two fifty. Two fifty to three hundred. Let's let's uh, see how much. Uh, let's see how much of this. Uh, okay. Uh, bu- 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 how much? Oh no, God! It's four hundred fifty dollars. Well, <laughs> not you, quite a thousand. You win by prices right rules. So yay! What did I win? Uh, well, I'll tell you what everybody else won. The wait is finally <laughs> over because now but, um, we won. We, yes. We've we've won, but we got the most anticipated indie of RPGs of all year just mm-hmm. coming out around the corner. Uh, yeah. Sea of Stars will be releasing digitally on August 29th, just a couple days. of days away. Uh, yeah. If you're watching this tomorrow, it comes out tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> Tomorrow's tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow. Yes. Uh, it's coming out on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, the Xbox One, the Xbox Series X, S, Switch, and PC via Steam. And yes. I think, did we get a brand new trailer for this as well? We did. And it looks great. I, oh, oh, I mean, it, it's always looked great, though. That's the funny yeah. thing. But let's check out this trailer because I don't think I've seen the new trailer yet. Let's do it. They introduced a new character, a uh, new playable character in this one. 
So there are a couple of playable characters throughout that you'll meet. They introduce a new one, the fourth character that's playable. Oh, there's a fourth. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I think there are like six playable oh. characters in total. But oh. yeah. Man, this game just. I know. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah. What more do you even need to say? It just. Ugh. It looks so good. We geeked out over it since like the initial initial announcement, <sighs> and we've been geeking about over it since. Man. Yeah. So I... these three of the main, th these three are the character that they've basically always shown. Here's mm -hmm. the fourth character. This is like it's a ninja. one of the. This is one of the. Oh, cool. Yeah. This is like one of the two RPGs that I've just been waiting and waiting for. The other. Ayudin Chronicle, 100 Heroes. Ayudin Chronicle, oh yeah. But like this, I mean, Sacrifier also looks pretty good. Is that out yet? Sacrifier, I don't know. I, I need to look it up again. But this, oh. Yeah, this along with like Chain Echo, Alterium oh, Shift, yeah. um, Ayudin Chronicles, those are more like my personal most anticipated like indies. Yeah, holy cow, man. This is just so freaking, like... That is so fluid. Oh! <laughs> oh my god. Wow! <laughs> I know! Everything is just so well done. You win, Sea of Stars, okay? Oh, you, yeah. win. Oh, you win. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't believe how how irresponsibly hyped I am for this game right now, everybody. I am irresponsibly hyped as well. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, hopefully, uh hopefully we'll get to see more of that here soon, but <laughs> the game's coming out on the 29th. It is currently the 27th, and mm -hmm. man, it looks so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if you want to try it before you buy it, the demo is still available. Uh, for all supported platforms, uh, mm -hmm. fans of the physical versions of games, uh, well, Sabotage has you has you covered. Uh, they will be partnering with I Am 8-Bit to bring the physical version of the game to life. The bad news, though, is that the physical release will not be available until early 2024. And the pre-orders have not yet begun. Nope. The pre-order has not begun, just in case you guys are wondering, where's the link? Where's the I link? Know. I got a pre-order now. I was looking for I, the link already. Like, as soon as I heard. I did. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I, like, link, please, now. Give link. I need. I was like, how dare you tell me there's a physical edition and then and tell tell us where, like, mm -hmm. who's doing it and then not give us the pre-order. I know. Shame. I know. <laughs> I, the thing is, I just hope that it's not, I hope they do pre-order. Here's the here's the thing. I hope that they do pre-orders so they can scale production to meet demand. Because I don't oh, think yes. they know how much we're going to end up buying this game. Like, I am going to if they if they have a collector's edition. What they haven't said anything yet, but if there's a collector's edition, it's gonna happen. For I know, me. and it's gonna and it's now. gonna go it's gonna disappear overnight. You know, yeah, just because I well, was telling Baku this mm -hmm. before the show started. I said. Um, I was doing a little bit of market research to find out, you know, like who who's currently got the most buzz going on right now in the world of RPGs. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it's like it's neck and neck right now between Persona 3 uh, uh, Reload, mm -hmm. uh, Reloaded and mm -hmm. Sea of Stars, uh, mm -hmm. which 
I mean, Persona 3 Reloaded isn't like it's it's coming out a while from now, but this is like a big media hype of theirs. They're like, here's all the announcements here. We're making a big fuss. And Sea of Stars is just like, hey, we're about to, we're about we're an indie RPG. We're about to come out. And it's like neck and neck between these two. Like mm-hmm. it is it is ridiculous. Like how how big this game is getting. Um, yeah. But honestly, like, look at it. <laughs> I, I am a bit. I hope you guys are ready for just the flood of fans who will, you know, flood your site. And, you know, I hope you're yeah. ready. I hope you can handle this because I've seen the other stuff they've done and they're pretty cool, but I don't know if they can handle this volume. So they, I, think, they, I hope they're prepared. <laughs> I feel like I've bought something else from IM8 before mm-hmm. also, but I can't remember yeah. what. But yeah. um, they did the Cuphead thing. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but I, I have... I have reasonable expectation that they would do a limited edition just because they've done so many for other it, games already. It, it does seem yeah. like it would be fitting, doesn't yeah. it? They haven't announced it, but I feel like I feel like they will. So, uh, of course, uh, when we get more of those news, we'll be sure to bring that to you. But probably going to be after this game release uh, digitally anyway. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to be waiting. I, I I hate to have to wait. But I will be waiting for the physical edition before I play the game. Just like uh, Chain Echoes, which I'm still waiting for them to send us the collector's edition. Mm. Uh, <laughs> they said September. We'll see. All, All right. right. So uh, the next game on the release uh, soon category is uh, none other than uh nisa's own rhapsody uh moral kingdom chronicles so they will be releasing uh rhapsody 2 and 3 double pack which they're calling it the moral kingdom chronicles also on the 29th uh for ps5 switch and the pc via steam very strange that it's not on ps4 (laughs) i don't know why but we've actually got two separate trailers uh, one for Rhapsody 2, one for Rhapsody 3. So uh, we can just take a quick look at those two. I don't, I don't know if we need to watch the whole thing, but... Okay. Yeah. Well, They're I'll like let you... Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. They're like a minute-ish. Oh. No? There we go. You got it? Okay. I was going to say, I'll, I'll let you skip around if you yeah, feel yeah, the yeah. need. So yeah, they they, they gave um, the in depth. They basically gave like an in depth like spotlight um, trailer for two and three. Yeah. So uh, rather than like one trailer that did both, I think that's pretty cool. I think that makes sense. And it's voiced. Mm-hmm. Now these are games that, gosh, we never we never got these in the West, right? Uh, or I or... forgot which one we never got. It might have been three that we never got. Don't don't mark my words for it. I I honestly cannot remember. But at least one of them we never we never got in the West. Like this is the first time we're getting it, so it's pretty cool. Yeah. So you guys want to play some like really old school, not just like retro inspired, but an actual pretty retro kind of RPG. Like now's the chance. Um, Rhapsody was really fun. So I don't believe I played two or three, but I remember Rhapsody being super fun. Uh, way back. The new adventure, Rhapsody 2. Okay. That looks pretty awesome. And then yeah. let's go ahead and, and check out the uh, the trailer. The third one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, also, for anyone who's curious, like, well, I see Rhapsody 2 and 3. What happened to the first game? The first game is already... Re uh, the remaster is already released, so you can already pick that up. Was that a standalone, or was that... Uh, uh, no, it was bundle? bundled with um, something. Was it pretty? I can't remember which uh, one that got bundled with. It was it was it was bundled with something. Hang on. I'll tell you in a in a sec. Alright. It was bundled with La Lapucelle. Oh, Lapucelle. Yeah, okay. it's in the NIS Classics Volume 3. So if anyone is like, okay, well, this is fine with the second and third game, but where's the first game so I can co uh, complete the collection? Uh get a NIS Classic uh volume three. Nice. That one is also a double pack with um, Lapiselle and Rhapsody one. I love the look of these guys. Like, yeah, right. It, it does remind me like of like the good old days. Yeah, just, just even just the way that the character move on the the map. Yeah, little a little bit a uh, little bit of like Trails in the Sky kind of look. A little bit of uh, mm -hmm. Grandia kind of yeah. look. You know, pixel art on a on a three D plane. I like it a lot. That that mix. Yeah. That uh, that turn of the uh, like 32-bit era RPG, ah, that such yes, a classic. Just look. reminded me to pick one up. <laughs> to pick what up? To to pick the game up. <laughs> oh oh, to be, to get a copy of the the physical version. Yes. <laughs> I I almost forgot about this game, so I'm just like oh. <laughs> Oh wait! I need to go pick it up. <laughs> Anyways, don't mind me. Um, Is this sorry, show this... being particularly hard on your wallet, Baku? <laughs> you know, it's I, I. I'm the only person that I have to blame for this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I accept all the consequences of being a uh, super busy fan of RPGs and me... RPGs in particular because they're so freaking long. I mean, but me... we we always underestimate how long they are when we buy it, and then overestimate our ability to play through them. And the I... backlog ever increase, and my wallet shrinks ever more. <laughs> Dude, doing the top ten videos for the Super Nintendo RPGs has been mm -hmm. really unkind to me. Oh. There's you might you might be able to spot a, a couple of of packages back there that are oh, just no. <laughs> Yeah, it's it, it's it's particularly tough being surrounded by the things you love all the time. <laughs> I'm so sorry to hear that. Like RPG <laughs> RPG um, fan and also a retro RPG fan and collector will hurt you. Oh yeah, and collector it hurts. Will it hurts hurt a lot. You. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's about all everything right. that's coming out this week. Oh, but did oh, you want to hold on? No, yeah. there's still a little bit. Just a little bit. Okay. Uh, the phys there are physical editions, uh, by the way, for this uh, Marvel Kingdom release. So I always want to cover the physical edition because I'm a fan of physical editions. So I want to make sure that y'all know about it. But they, they're basically only two versions. The deluxe version is kind of already the base game with a mini art book and double side poster and then you've got the limited edition with the hardcover book two two disc soundtrack so two nice. sets of two disc soundtracks oh. so one for each game yeah so four discs total uh art cards and also two acrylic display one for rhapsody 2 one for rhapsody 3 and also a cloth poster so for like just the big fans out there of the rhapsody game uh i think this would make a pretty cool gift for for if you have someone you know in your life uh who is a big fan of this game uh i think that would be pretty cool 
Well, Baku, so I'm sorry your birthday has already passed, so I know I, I won't be getting you. Unless okay. I mean, there's always wait Christmas. Until next year. <laughs> <laughs> you wait until next year. It's fine. <clears throat> All right. Okay. Now it's time for us to start talking about some games that were newly announced, and we Ugh. had a we had a couple of of events going on this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's right. This this yeah. week or or so. Um, yeah. So we've got a lot to recap. Uh, so oh, yeah. before we talk about Gamescom, um, mm-hmm. let's dive into a little bit of stuff that happened at the Playism Game Show. Yes. Starting Playism Game Show. Starting with Break Arts Three, which came from mm-hmm. developer Mercury Studio. It is a mech customizing all around competitive sport game <laughs> called Break Arts Three. There are three modes in this game. There's race, battle, and battle racing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, let's check out this trailer because this looks um, like it could be interesting. <laughs> oh, it, it certainly is. Uh, so just to give a little explanation about the three modes, um, there is, of course, racing mode, which is basically just the fastest robot wins. Like it's, it's, yeah. You're just on the racetrack, just like this. Oh, but you need to be a good uh, mecha pilot, though, too. Yeah. So you just got to be fast. Oh, that right? looks like a really slippery track. Oh, I guess they yeah. all kind of. So then do. there's battle mode, which is not about racing, but like an arena battle between like two bots, and you're just beating the crap out of each other, right? Yeah. And then there's battle racing, which is like Mario Kart. So you're racing, but you can also like attack other characters. Okay, this looks like it would be honestly right up my alley. This is so stupid, but I. So one of my favorite things from mm-hmm. playing Kingdom Hearts back in the day, yeah, <laughs> was being able to make your own ship and mm-hmm. like customize the heck out yeah. of it and like make it do whatever. The the gummy ships, dude. Mm-hmm. It's so stupid how much I got into that. Just like beefing it up like putting things in different spots just like building my own mecha but it's a spaceship right that uh, looks uh, like armor though you don't play armor i never played it no you should play armor i mean oh wait wait that's not it's... true i did play it once uh but i played it with a, a friend of mine um and they didn't t- tell me how to play it and they just like threw <laughs> oh, me yeah, into like wrote, a arena mode me, <laughs> and i got my butt kicked in like four player like it was it was rough <laughs> You just tried a new armor core. I'm sure they've made a lot of um, changes to the game that makes it a little bit more accessible by now. It's still hard, but you know, I'll I'll, I'll stick to a custom robo on game. <laughs> yeah, Brick Arts is a interesting game. So uh, there, there's also like online co-op and online PvP play. So mm-hmm. as you would expect. So, and yeah, it cool. looks like it's uh, currently being developed for PC only. Yes. Uh, but yeah, there's no release date that we have been given just yet. But uh, <laughs> that, I, as somebody who has only just started tipping their toes into the fandom of Mecha, mm-hmm. it's, I it's can't a, even it's believe I've said that. It's a fun looking game. Yeah. But it, that looks sick. Oh. Yeah, it's a fun looking game. Okay. All right, next up, we've got, uh, this is a fun one. Uh, Kalapa Games announced the sequel to their popular crustacean combat action game. You heard it right. <laughs> it's called Fight Crab 2. Oh. Let's take a look at Fight Crab. 
Fight uh, Crab 2. Fight Crab 2. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Fight Crab before, but it's, I, it's a fun game. <laughs> I have not. Let's check it out. Is this going to copy strike me? I hope not. It's like... <laughs> there you go. This a, <laughs> what? It's a, that's a tractor crab fighting game. Where There's you people in the arena. What? <laughs> yes. You control a crab that's like welding weapons against another crab. What? <laughs> is is that like a crab pilot on their back? Yes, that's a crab what? pilot on their back. <laughs> It's what? a fun game! <laughs> I, you, you can play Fight Crap immediately now against a friend. It's such a fun game to play against uh, people. Oh, that's a it's king so crab. ridiculous. That is a giant enemy crab if I've ever seen one. Uh, yes. <laughs> Fight Crab 2. <laughs> oh, that is incredible. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> This is why I say that we're also a niche news show, because that that is probably not a, a JRPG. Um, but my gosh, how could we not talk about that? I will tell you guys about crazy fun games. Like, again, game is about fun. So, like, let loose, have some fun, play with friends. Uh, Fight Crab is one of such games. I played it with friends, and it's it's a lot of fun. You, you end up laughing half the time. The, the physics is a little janky, right? Just... It sounds the like same the, way. It seems like the jank would make it better. Yes. It's kind of like a what's that game called? Um was it a goat simulator or Oh. Is it a goat simulator? I, like, yeah, it's like a game like that. Like, but okay, less janky, but like the jank is part of the game. It's part of the fun. So uh definitely highly recommended. Uh I can't wait until Minecraft <laughs> 2 comes out. <laughs> Again, the first game is already available, so you want to check it out it's on Steam. This game, however, is also being developed on PC. It is available. Oh, it will be available through Steam, and it's looking like it's going to be released sometime next year in 2024. Okay. Yes. Well, uh, Alhawing Inc. Mm -hmm. is giving us a new roguelike action adventure game called mm -hmm. Metal Bringer. Metal Bringer. From the Steam page, <clears throat> a young girl named Surai, uh, no, 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 Su Suria, wakes yes. up in a laboratory and finds out that she's been put into cryo sleep for 1,000 years without her knowledge. Ah, this is making me think of Futurama. <laughs> <laughs> right? In, in order to search for... If this doesn't turn out to be an, a Futurama RPG, I'll be very disappointed. <laughs> in order to search for the rest of humanity, she builds... Uh, she builds labor with her trusty yeah. buds and sends them off to investigate. Builds yes. labor. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so okay. there's an explanation. Yeah. Okay, okay. So building control android soldiers called labor... Or have them pilot giant machines called arms, both of which are highly customizable. Yes. And we've got a trailer for Metal Bringer as well. I feel like you might be interested in this game. I don't... It's got that, like... PlayStation 1 era kind of look to it. Almost yeah. PlayStation 2? I feel like they're going for PlayStation 1, though. Yeah. With, like, the, the pixelated edges... Um, this I really like the look of this. Yeah, or it kind of actually it's a bit more PSP, honestly. Like a little PSP. Yeah. 
like I, I think I think it's really cool looking. And you can customize the arms, the robot, like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this looks like a PSP game. That looks pretty cool. And there's um, the waifu for you, of course. Oh, perfect. Yeah, ro ro robot waifu to end the show. Yeah, they, that looks really cool. Uh, I, I, I'm actually really interested in this one, um, you know, because of the robot waifu. Uh, but well, also, <laughs> I mean, we know. already have one robot waifu uh, and it's I guess. And I don't, thumbnail. <laughs> and I don't think I don't think you need more than one robo waifu. OK. Uh, the more the merrier. I'm, I am in the waifu appreciation club. Oh, so. that, that's right. That is true. <laughs> just just no more than one at, at, per game. <laughs> no more than one per game, maybe. We'll see. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, so, um, yeah, we had that pretty awesome trailer. Uh, this game is also currently being developed for PC for release sometime in 2024. All right. Next up, we've got a game uh, from Kanata Lab. Uh, it was just bringing us a really interesting game. And the game is called 34 Everlast. Okay. And this is the game where they claim, and I quote, a triple A style game you can buy and clear before bed on weeknights. Uh, so huh. each game loop can be cleared in as little as 10 minutes with no game overs. It is what they're calling a super concentrated action entertainment for busy working adults. Uh, yeah, that Taco sounds really right respecting your time, right? <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, let's take a look at the trailer that they showed off in, in um, what is it called, in the Playism game show. Yeah, let's check this out. This. Oh, no, this is the wrong nope. trailer. Nope, that's the wrong one. Oh, sorry. I got it. Thank you. I wish they had more gameplay. This I'll tell you now that the trailer doesn't have as much gameplay as I would like. There's a lot of expositions and a lot of like filling in the, the, the background of the game, but I wanted to see more about the game. I if wonder... you can finish it in 10 minute loop, you can give me like a good amount of gameplay already. I was going to say, it would be pretty rad if for a trailer or something down the, music's the line, cool. they just like show one loop. Right. As like a 10 minute trailer or something. <laughs> so it's so-called 34 because uh, there are 34 endings. Oh. So I've been told. So basically you're going through and trying to get all the endings probably is the point of the game. I see. Yeah, you try try to play through and do things differently. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It looks like a little action RPG. Uh, I just wish they'd show us more gameplay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's hard to recommend it, but I think it's you know something that I'll be keeping my eye on. You know, because they they're trying something different. Like in these are all indie games, by the way. Like indie games, one of the big advantages again is their ability to take some risk and try different format try different ways to play i definitely encourage it It may not be everybody's cup of tea and they may not get it right you know in the first go but they're trying new things and i respect that it's something that like larger developer larger studios just don't really have the luxury in doing yeah. uh, we wish that they would uh but you know they have to answer to the stakeholders and board yada yada yeah 
small studios like these are just innovating in ways that big studios cannot. So uh, again, it's it's kind of strange. Ten minute loop, kind of skeptical, a uh, little suspect, but. Uh, again, I respect that they're trying new things. So yeah. uh, this game is currently be de developed for PC, also releasing sometime next year in 2024. I'm I'm very intrigued by this. Like, have you ever heard of uh, something called like a like a one-sentence horror story? No, I have not. What is that about? Well, I mean, it is exactly what it sounds like. It is, mm -hmm. it is a super concentrated horror story boiled down into a single sentence. <laughs> I want to hear one. I want to hear one. And it better not be a run on because that's cheating. No, no, no. I mean, there's there's a ton of them out there. Um, oh, OK. I, I don't I don't know what they are. I think that there's even a subreddit dedicated to it. Um, Just the whole Reddit dedicated to I think so. one sentence. I, I think it is. Yeah. But okay. it's, it's really interesting to see. It's a, 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 just a really interesting exercise to see how much of a story you can concentrate into. Like uh, mm -hmm. it's quintessential. It's you know, it's. Um, very solidified densest form and and to see mm -hmm. how impactful it can still be so i mean a single 10 minute run of the game like i wonder how much story they try to pack into that uh 10 minutes or is it like oh, i don't know uh, it's it sounds pretty crazy yeah i want to see it i'm definitely interested so i'll keep my eyes out for that one um okay so the trailer that I accidentally shown a little bit of uh, <laughs> is tied into this next one uh, mm -hmm. is last, but it is not least from the playism showcase phantom rose Two Sapphire finally gets a release date and a new trailer. Uh, we talked about this game previously uh, when it was first announced. This is a roguelike deck building game where you fight as Arya who is trying to survive her school that has been ravaged by evil creatures. Ooh, evil creatures. Oh man, let's check out the trailer here. This time is definitely a deck building game. Uh, <laughs> I, I made sure of it. <laughs> it is it is what they have told me mm -hmm. from the developers. Okay. So it's a deck building game. <laughs> Don't get mad at me and tell me it's not a deck building game. Did, did that happen last time? <laughs> Oh no! It's 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 just a reference to uh, a, a different game that oh, okay. I I I had accidentally called a deck building game when it wasn't. Oh. This time I made sure that this is a deck building game. <laughs> <laughs> Don't at me. Deck go building confirmed. To, go talk to the devs. They told me that's a deck building game. Weeb sauce, more like weeb sus. <laughs> but um <laughs> so yeah if you guys are looking for a deck building game man like this one actually looks really cool um i know there are some fans out there for this type of gameplay yeah and it comes out uh the day before halloween this year uh and for Ooh. those of you who who don't uh keep up with halloween uh that's october 30th it's coming out on october 30th uh mm -hmm. for pc via steam heck so, yeah yeah Pretty good timing right. for a for an action horror game, or not action, yeah. but a but a deck building mm -hmm. horror game. Yeah, I mean, we, we kind of talked about like different kinds of horror games. Like, oh, how come we don't have like a horror RPG or a horror whatever? Well, I, I think they're at, maybe they maybe they heard our show and they're like, oh, they're here are the different kinds of horror games. You're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> all for Derek to play. I just thought of something I need to write down real quick. <laughs> All right. So now that we've gone through Playism Game Show, and I, I, I think you guys can see why I was so busy writing because I was going through the Playism Game Show. And then 
now we're going to start GamesCon coverage. And boy, that was a lot of a lot of hours of just watching through and being like, okay, what do I care to talk about? And I'll tell you, GamesCon, there were a lot of games that I just gently didn't think I cared. Um, and, and some games are uh, already released, some games we've already talked about. Like, Altrian Shift was in GamesCon, which is really cool. Um, but here are the ones that I've discovered through GamesCon that I feel like you all may care about. Let's start with uh, Kamibako, Myth Mythology of Cube from Gravity Game Arise. And here's what the developer is calling this game. It is a crafting uh, cross uh, puzzles, cross battle, cross RPG game. A lot of things going on here. Essentially, you play as the restorer who is sent by the goddess to try to save the world from the great division and fragmentation. Um, oh. I think the trailer will make it make a little bit more sense. <laughs> so, so the restorer is basically the the disc defragger, the disc defragmenter, <laughs> disc defragmentator. <laughs> All right, let's check out the trailer yeah. there. Yes. Uh, I think this game tries to do a lot of things. There's like land restoration, so kind of like Ark Rises or, or like, um, was it Legend of Mana kind of deal? Uh, you also have to play these kind of puzzles, which I'm not sure. I think it ties to like land restoration. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so there's land restoration. Here's the land restoration. Yeah, you're restoring the land. Oh. Yeah. I'm a sucker for that. Yeah. And then you see how, like, you, you can travel through that, like, map. Right? Yeah. And then there's the RPG element, too, that you'll see in... in oh, so there's crafting. Yeah. Of course. They did say that there's crafting in it. Dude. You yeah. build a okay. town. Okay. Uh-huh. Sounds fun. Oh, you build them square by square. Like, yeah. Kind of kind of reminds me a little bit of like Dark Cloud 1. And then this battle. Yeah. Is that looks like turn-based? Yeah. Okay. It looks that way. It looks a little bit like Altelier kind of battle where like you have like a special class okay. person who is the restorer and then you have like two people who will like do the actual like well not actual fighting but do more combat focused things um not quite the same just a little similar uh whereas like LTD you you will all fight but like you know the 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 the, the alchemist has like a very special role being able to use like you know all the alchemy yeah. goods and whatnot but I think this is a little different uh here so yeah so you can see how like the land is being restored and whatnot so basically like the the lands are being split out into these cubes and blocks um that's that's where the mythology of cube is coming from uh and you're sent there to try to restore the land uh to try to sort of bring the pieces back and to rebuild so that looks really um, cool i'm right I'm, I'm just i'm actually pretty excited about that one like i i, I know mm -hmm. it's a pretty subdued response but i'm just like connecting dots and i'm like 
This is like Soul Blazer. This is like this is <laughs> Soul Blazer. There you go. Yes, yeah. it's like Soul Blazer. It's like Dark mm -hmm. Cloud. It's it's yeah. definitely like you know doing a little bit of that like restoring the world, Terra Enigma. It's it's definitely mm -hmm. like doing the thing where it's like, hey, hey, we we know you like these things. You know, just poking me in that in the, in the feels. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, hang on, is this gonna be mm -hmm. good? I hope it's good. It better I be good because this sort of thing is right up my alley i love it a lot um well you know what there are many ways do. to play the game it is currently being developed with ps4 5 switch and pc and uh if i'm reading it correctly it's also being developed for mobile phones which made me have a double tech because as soon as any game is developed for mobile i'm like is this free to play mm -hmm. is this free to play yeah. i don't know there's no indication that's free to play there's no indication that it's freemium it just happens that it will be released on phones, which is not bad. Yeah. Because again, we've we've gone through this many times, but it bears repeating. There are just people with no game consoles and no PC. They can only game on mobile phones and they yeah. want games that are not gotcha. Right. So this oh, feels yeah. like it would be one of those games where it would just be like a set price. You pay for it and you can play it on your phone or mobile let's, devices like an iPad. Let's hope that's I'm the all, case. Well, yeah. Yeah. Fingers crossed that that's the case. If it changes and it becomes like a freemium thing, you'll never hear us talk about it again. Uh, but so far from all the readings I've done, um, which is maybe like 20 different sites, including the homepage itself, mm -hmm. there's absolutely no indication that it is a free-to-play title for now. We'll see. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. we've got another game that's coming out from Ga uh, Gravity Game Arise, uh, mm -hmm. and this one comes uh, as a cinematic, realistic, forensic investigation sim called Tokyo Psychodemic. Uh, yes. You'll be playing as a detective who is tasked to review information of unsolved cases and try to arrive at the truth. The truth. And we have a trailer for that too. Oh, this game also looks super fascinating. This is probably especially cool for people who are, um, uh, who, who likes, uh, like detective, like games, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So the premise of the game is that, uh, there's some kind of super deadly virus that got spread in Tokyo. Oh, weird. Uh, I wonder what and, inspired that. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder, uh, what the death rate is higher than Ebola. Uh, the prime minister passes away 200,000 people died in Tokyo Tokyo was in a complete lockdown oh uh you know that's the premise of the game okay so but, that was the so that was some like found footage sort of stuff okay yeah, so it's so kind of like a, yeah you can check the footage you can hack into things you can check uh different pieces of evidence you can see security well you can see a lot of security footage all right yeah. This could be kind of interesting. I think it's a really interesting game for people who likes literally playing detectives. Yeah. Uh, you can question people. Yeah, this is the pit boss. <laughs> so one is your boss and one is your like sidekick, I guess. So there you go. That's the Tokyo uh psycho psychodemic looks really cool well that's really awesome right okay well uh yeah so it's uh currently being developed for playstation 4 
5, Xbox One, the Series X, S, and PC via Steam. But not Switch. Uh, so, and there's also no release date as of yet. Sad. <laughs> okay. Uh, the last game from the GamesCon that I thought was even remotely interesting enough to talk about uh, is a new Metroidvania game from developer Codewalkers and publisher uh, Hype Train Digital called Akatori. Uh, this game was formerly called Death Stick, and I'm kind of <laughs> glad that they changed the name. <laughs> like uh, when I hear Death Stick, it sounds well, like a cigarette from like uh, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like like from from what was it the prequels, the the Star Wars prequels. Mm-hmm. I think they called them Death Sticks. Did they really? Or, I think they did. Mm. Yeah, but Akatori sounds way better. So yeah. good, good on them for changing <laughs> that name. So uh, this game's got some really gorgeous pixel arts um, that I was uh, very happy to see. Um, you will play as Mako who explore multiple worlds in order to find the ancient gods in order to stop the dark ritual from happening. Let's take a look at that trailer. All right, let's give it a look. Um, as soon as the trailer loads. Okay, there we go. Isn't it beautiful? Yeah. Dude, that looks... That's very pretty. Right? Right, colorful. Very fluid, very colorful, very great-looking pixel arts. I dig the uh, mechanic of, like, throwing your spear into the wall and, like, jumping off of it. Or is it a, a staff? Both staff, yeah. That's still, Definitely both staff. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah this is Akatori. So, uh, Metrovania fans, man, y'all eating good this year. There's so many Metrovania games that we covered uh, already, uh, and they all looked like really good. But just add another one to that list. Uh, it is currently being developed for PC and Switch with no release date, unfortunately. But hey, something for you to look forward to, right? Man, I... Yeah, having looked at that trailer, why would they ever have called that Death Stick? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they called it Death Stick. Maybe they changed their gameplay. It's just like, yeah, maybe this is not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Akatori is a way better name. Good job, guys. Good job, developers. Mm -hmm. yeah. Good choice. All right, so you want me to take this next one? Please do. Okay, here we go. So, uh, we were told of uh, uh, the release date for two uh, highly anticipated game. Um, you know, in this past week, I'm gonna take one of them, and that is Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. You guys have heard this uh, for many, many times now. I think what they originally announced this in like 2017, <laughs> something yeah. like six, I, seven years ago. Yeah, I had a video that I put out like that year <laughs> saying. <laughs> that I was hyped to play that mm -hmm. game. Like, oh, it was, it was actually a really, really good video, but I was still living in Seattle at the time. That's how long ago it was. Right. Well, now we have a firm release date, which is great. And I know there are people who are like, I'll believe it when I see it released. Me too. Okay. But it doesn't change the fact that this is the first time they're giving us like a firm date. Not, not, not a range, not a mm -hmm. season, not a quarter, not a, not just a year, but like an actual, like, Boom, here's the day. Yeah. And they have also talked about the different editions that you can get. We'll talk a little bit about that. But first, trailer time. Let's go. <laughs> All right. All let's, right. Let's get hype. Uh, oh, hype responsibly. Let's get a little hype. Just a little tin, tinsy hype. Tiny hype. 
This is their latest trailer. Will you heed the call? Uh, most likely. I mean, I declared it like seven years ago that I was hyped to play it. Yeah, I heed the call seven years ago, so, you know. <laughs> let me answer to the call. <laughs> Why won't you let me answer? And as you imagine, there's English voice acting, so for nice. anyone who really wants English voice acting is there. Now, I know that this is part of, like, an overarching larger series. Yes. Um, of Grand Blue Fantasy is a uh, mobile gacha game. Okay, I really but hope that you don't have to have played those to understand this. I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. It, the fighting game, you kind of do. So they released, like, a fighting game. You kind of do, but it's a fighting game, so, like, you kind of don't care, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm really hoping that this game, they don't require you to uh, have played the mobile game. Uh, fingers crossed. Let's hope. Because, boy, that would be extremely unfortunate <laughs> if they expect you to play the mobile game and then come here. You know, I if this game is as good as it looks... Let it be said that nothing ever good came of mobile gacha games. Yeah. Because this will be like the first redeeming thing to come out of the mobile gacha market. Ah, uh, no, actually, I no? think the fighting game even. The fighting oh. game is already out. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and the fighting game was amazing. Like, I don't even like fighting game, but it's it was a really good game. It was really fun. Um... Now, of course, fans will can tell me otherwise, but I'm not like a big fighting game guy. I just play with friends and it was really fun. Um, so, uh, in fact, they're coming with an enhanced version of that game uh, that we've also touched on uh, before. But this is the uh, action RPG, of course, that Psygame uh, uh, had also... Uh, sorry, Psygame's worked with uh, Platinum uh, on uh, mm -hmm. some of the... Uh, battle animation and system for sure. Uh, basically, it's a I think it's a four characters in a party max um, action RPG. It looks really cool. Uh, you get to run around with your party, um, and there are a lot of different playable characters in this game as you have seen already. Yeah. So I I can't wait to see like how you can pick and choose and set your parties. It's just so many things that I want to know about the game system uh, that has not been answered. But you know what they have answered? What's that? Is all the different versions of the game. Hey. And this is where I sat and have to like read and reread and make sure I'm getting all the information correct. So here it is. The physical edition will have four different editions. Whereas the digital edition will have three. So let's start. Let me with guess. Let the... me guess. They're mm. going to come in black boxes and you don't know which version you got until you buy it and open it up. <laughs> you give the same amount of money, but you don't know which one you're going to get. <laughs> well, thankfully, that's not the case because, boy, I would really hate that. Uh, let's start with the digital version because the digital version you can already go and pre order, I think. Uh, it comes in the standard version, which is just the base game. Okay. The special edition, which comes with uh, the base game and uh, some in-game items, uh, something called like the False Sword of the Apocalypse. No idea what that is, but sounds kind of cool, I guess. Cosmetic goods and some other like quality of life goods. Okay, so that's the special edition. And then finally, you have the digital deluxe edition, which basically all the stuff and also the digital art book and a soundtrack, right? Yeah. So that's your digital version. Okay. okay? Easy enough. Here's the 
physical version of the game. You also have standard, which is the base game. You also have the special edition, which is the base game and all those cosmetic items, DLC, all that fun stuff. Okay. So they're yeah. all the same. Here's the deluxe edition physical, which is probably what I'm going to get. Uh, it, instead of a digital art book and soundtrack, you get a 12 track CD soundtrack. So physical five postcard and also a 100 page art book physical, okay. not digital. So, uh, and I believe it's the same price. So uh, digital deluxe versus physical deluxe, uh, I'm probably going to get physical deluxe. Yeah. Um, and then last but not least, if you are a huge fan of um, uh, uh, Grand Blue Fantasy, you can also get uh, the Collector's Edition, which only comes for the physical. Uh, it comes with all the things that I've listed and also a proto-Bahamut uh, figure and also a replica sort of Ale's keychain for a cool $199.99 U.S. <laughs> so uh, if there are, you know, fans of the series who just really wants that proto uh, Bahamut figure, uh, 200 bucks. Uh, for the for for me though, I probably will be getting the deluxe edition because yeah, uh, I'm a sucker seems, for art book. Um, seems about right. Art book, <laughs> yeah, and a, and a CD soundtrack. Even if it is only twelve tracks, that's not yeah. that's not terrible. Yeah. So I I'll probably be getting that one. But hey, uh, if you want the physical like limited edition stuff, uh, they will be available over at the Exceed store. But the pre order has not open yet which is driving me crazy like the two games that i really want physical edition of they're they're not open for pre-order um but whenever they do open we'll be sure to let you all know uh so yeah that's the coverage for grand blue fantasy relink and it's coming out february 1st of next year all on right. ps4 ps5 pc uh via steam it's very exciting Ooh, man next year is gonna be I feel like we say that about every year, <laughs> but no, it's true. And we've been right every year. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's been true. Yeah. Uh, my wallet. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I got to tell you, I think that Atlas is the master of making me rebuy the same game over and over because <laughs> Persona 3 Reload has finally got a firm release date from mm -hmm. Atlas and, uh, and a trailer to go with it. Yeah. Uh, so I actually haven't looked at this trailer yet, despite the fact that I do have overwhelming amounts of hype for this game, despite everything. Uh, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, but let's go ahead and take a look at this trailer. Yeah, let's do it. It's the good memory. It's the good memories that stay with you and gets people through their struggles. But it's also the mistakes you made that haunt you forever. Oh, there's the evoker, you know, I think there was some question about whether or not the evokers would be in this game due to the theme. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, they're making a return. I can't imagine them not having it. No, I mean, absolutely not. doing anything else. God, the song. The song gives me PTSD. I know. It's a really good song. So they got new outfits for exploring Tartarus, it looks like. Instead of just like their school uniforms. 
abilities can be dangerous. Kind of looks cool. I want to use this power to help me live my own life. Take this seriously. This is. I wonder how many of these voice actors are, are reprising their roles. Like, was was P3 voiced? I don't remember. Yeah. Not fully, but pretty significant amount of it was. Like, like a very substantial amount of it was. A very substantial amount was not also, but... I'd say about like a... All of the main storyline events were. I, it looks good enough that I, I would consider replaying this. I was, I was, making, a, I was making a bet with Mr. Invalid whether or not I'll play this. Mm-hmm. Thunder said all the voice actors are new. All the voice actors are new? Yeah. Okay. That's too bad. There were some of my favorite voice actors in the original, but it's all right. Oh, God, that song. How do you hear that song and not be like, okay, time to dive back in. Let's go. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Yep. Well, yeah. So, uh... That's also getting a, a physical version that is up for uh, for pre-order already. The standard base game uh, and uh, and Persona 4 Golden background music pre-order bonus uh, is is also a thing. Um, so okay, so the standard. <laughs> hang on, if, am, I, am I reading this right? So the standard base game comes with a Persona 4 Golden background music pre-order bonus yes okay yes that's, so if you, that's, that's so, a pre-order bonus yeah. if you order now you get it. it okay mm -hmm. so and and does that mean like when it says background so you can play persona 4 golden background music during your playthrough of persona 3 i i, Reloaded, would, assume, I, guess. I would assume that's what they mean <laughs> trying, to, trying to dissect that that was a mm -hmm. confusing line to, di to dissect yeah that's that's pretty cool because i do like persona 4 golden music uh, yeah, and then yeah, I, uh, I, I like all the Persona music. <laughs> and then, uh, I mean, I like most of the Persona music. I think I think Persona One on PSP had a had a little bit of an extra poppy kind of music mm. that didn't really jive with me. But otherwise, mm -hmm. I, I mean, they're all pretty good. Um, yeah. And then there's the Igus version, which comes with an art book, a soundtrack. The Persona 3 Reload DLC pack and the Igus figure. Um, mm. PlayStation 4 and 5 is already sold out. Mm. Well, I missed yeah, out. I missed the boat on that. Five. Well, no, PlayStation 4 and 5 limited edition. Yeah, sold out. I, uh, yeah. I guess I, I missed the boat there. Bummer. Yeah, you did. I mean, if I knew you wanted <sighs> it, I would have told you because I oh, saw okay. it was still open. I deliberately like not bought it because I didn't think I want it. Yeah. Uh, but the Xbox edition is still available if you just want all those things. Of course it is, because who would buy it on that? <laughs> yeah, but, just kidding. But, here, yeah, but here's the yeah here's the thing for people who just like really wants this. If you really, really, really want, you know, these items, uh, just get the Xbox version. It's still available. I actually just checked it while we were chatting, uh, watching the video. It's still available. You can go to uh, for the U.S. Uh, folks anyways it's still available on GameStop and Amazon you just have to get the Xbox version uh, you can still get those goods and then maybe just trade the game with somebody else who has the PS4 PS5 version or just 
get that and sell your Xbox copy. Like it's all the same. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The the game. But that's itself, assuming that there's yeah. anybody to buy the Xbox version. But um, big yikes. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I can't. I can't help but but you know rib the Xbox a little bit. Yeah. But boy, if you just, I mean, look, paying scalpers would basically be the same markup anyway. That's a good point. You know what I'm saying? So you yeah. might as well just do it. Yeah. If you really want it, you really miss the sell. You have no other choice. I, I think this is a perfectly valid, like, alternative. So just that's, throwing that out there. That's actually a pretty good choice. Uh, pretty yeah. good uh, point you, you raised there. Yeah. Hmm. Well, anyways. Okay. Uh, the uh on uh on the second of february the day after grand blue fantasy relink <laughs> uh is when this game is going to come out on mm -hmm. playstation 4 playstation 5 the xbox one series xs switch and pc via steam that's right so yeah february gonna be a good month for people who are a fan of the color blue oh boy persona uh, I read that out Man. somewhere. I can't, I can't take credit for that, but it's true. <laughs> so what? It's it's uh it's blue and then it's, it's yellow and then red. Like what's what's P6? I think that's right. Green? Yeah. Oh, P6. Gosh, if I was a betting man, yeah, I'd probably I'd say, yeah, I would go with green. Mm, cannot wait. All right, and that wraps up all the new games that are coming out. Uh, all of them looks really really good uh obviously which one are you are you most excited about all the <sighs> games that we've seen so far other than p3 and grand blue of course those are okay. oh sea of stars that's yeah just givens that's, i was gonna say those mm -hmm. are those are the givens right yeah uh, aside from those gosh there was um let me let me relook through some of those uh akatori looked really mm -hmm. good really really mm -hmm. good i like the, the look of the combat there but the oh what was the the Kami Bako. Uh, play uh play uh break arts three was that the one? Oh, uh, the 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 racing one yeah the race battle mm -hmm. of, of mecha game yeah <laughs> yeah i think I that's see you play that i, I think that looks crazy that. uh yeah. oh well yeah what was the one that looked kind of psp-ish that was a uh, metal bringer uh, metal bringer yeah yeah that's the uh, one where you can customize like like little robots and uh okay but 34 everlast for you uh, uh from kind uh kanata lab 34 everlast okay that one's got my interest definitely peaked though with like the 10 minute like loops. 10 minute game loops yeah yeah that seems yeah. it's hard it's hard to pick idea. between those i know yeah i mean they're I'm all a little bit different kamibako kamibako oh, which, which one was that like again the crafting with the restore one. Oh god fra fragmentator <laughs> fragmentator i'll have to see more of that game in action before i can get suitably hyped i think it has some just, really cool ideas though there's a longer trailer that i can send to you i picked the shorter trailer that's probably a smart idea there's actually a longer trailer it's like a five minute trailer that all I can, right i can probably find a oh, four minute trailer whatever yeah I'll, I'll find it for you later thanks yeah i i'm i'm basically yeah no it's just all the games uh, that we covered like there, there are no bad games uh, uh nothing that i'm excited about a fight crap of course because <laughs> it's just a lot of fun uh, but yeah but like metal bringer uh super excited for um yeah uh and what is it akatori but uh i i'm also interested in seeing how the tokyo psycho uh psychodemic works out because uh apparently they they really they're really trying to create like a new kind of like a detective game 
uh, that has not been done before. So I, I don't know if that's just like a sales pitch or like, do they really think they can uh, pull this off? So we'll see. Man. Okay. Now that we've gone through all the games, here's some industry news, starting with uh, Project Q. Do you guys remember Project Q? Because mm. I certainly have not forgotten about Project Q. Oh, and yeah. I am even more puzzled uh, now that Sony has brought us more news. First of all, uh, they've announced that the device is now called the PlayStation Portal. So no longer is it called Project Q. And cool. now that I really think about it, where is even a letter Q in all this? There's, there's, there's no... Uh, Anyways. Well, <laughs> well, maybe it's... Well... Oh, gosh, I don't know. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is weird. Like, okay, so they call it the PS Portal, which is mm -hmm. it's it's a fine name, you know, because mm -hmm. it, it's pretty descriptive of what it is. I guess mm -hmm. I hate that it's probably going to start being called the PSP by people who actually use it. Oh no! I know, I know. But, well, uh, they're calling this their first dedicated remote device. So, uh, yeah, so aside from all the things that we've heard before, uh, here's some new information. It, the, the only good news in all this, I think, is that it will cost 200 US dollars, which is less than a lot of us had predicted. We, we yeah. were thinking maybe $250, $300, but it's $200. Okay, yeah, it's fine. But here, here's where the basically good news ends. Uh, let's start from maybe the least devastating news. Um, it is a 8x10 inch uh, 1080p display uh, that basically attaches to what looks like a uh, bisected uh, uh, regular controller. Mm -hmm. um, also got the haptic feedback uh, and, and whatever triggers, that's all good. But the battery life is basically the same, which as anyone who's ever used a PS5 controller would tell you that the battery drains surprisingly quickly. Uh, so now attach a, uh, 1080p display to it too, uh, with more or less the same battery life and you get yourself a PS portal. So, uh, questionable battery life at best, uh, no Bluetooth, no Bluetooth. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, of course, there is a headphone jack, but if you want to use like your wireless uh, headphones and earbuds, uh, I'm sorry to say that that does not work with this device. You well, have to buy the proprietary, uh, sorry, yeah, the the Sony uh, branded earphones and uh, head, uh, headphones and earbuds, which features what they call the PlayStation Link low latency like technology basically a proprietary yeah. wireless technology so bluetooth does not work which is kind of a shame uh there's no local play and you cannot do cloud streaming in other words like PS5 you have the game streaming well you can't play those games off of the PS5 which is extremely bizarre. <laughs> it's like, what are you yeah. even doing with this? Like, what is this device even for? Like, what? Uh, I, I'm I'm even more perplexed now, right? Yeah. Um, I, we kind of knew that this device wouldn't be like a Switch competitor because oh, yeah. you can't bring this outside the home. Well, you can, but it's so clunky with the controller. It's not like a flat shape that you can like, you know slip in the bag and go with you it like the controller sticks out and like it's just a clunky shape period 
Um, so it's not something that you we would expect people to bring out outside to play, like a Steam Deck, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so okay, but you know, maybe you can like you know do some cloud streaming. Well, you can't do that. <laughs> I think I think that was like the biggest thing that I thought this thing would be able to do is like stream through your PS Plus catalog. You know, I can see some appeal to that, right? If you want to just stream games off here, but no, it has to go through whatever you're playing has to go through a PS Five. It cannot be a standalone device. Period. I, it will not function without a PS Five. Okay. Part of me thinks <laughs> that a lot of this has to be anti-hacking. Uh, measures mm-hmm. like i th- i feel like that's the only thing that would make this seem like a, a an appropriate way to do things um mm-hmm. so so first first thought you know headphones i mean that doesn't bug me too much because you know i have i have headphones uh i even have some right here on my on my desk that's uh that's, mm-hmm. you know so what you do is you take your headphones you know you unplug it from your your walkman and then you mm-hmm. have you know pair of headphones you can just plug that you know so that's that's the bluetooth problem solved so mm-hmm. you know you can just you know yeah so just just do that just go and plug them from your walkman and mm-hmm. uh, and you're good but uh <laughs> but the other thing that, that 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 does enable is the addition i mean it's stupid that you would have to do this but uh mm-hmm. do you remember that for a very small microcosm in time there was a, an accessory that people would buy for their nintendo switch to use mm-hmm. wireless headphones that would literally just have a little battery pack mm-hmm. that would plug into the headphone jack on your Nintendo Switch, and then you would pair your headphones to that. Well, I guess those things are going to be back in in style here pretty <laughs> soon. For ah, uh, I don't know about that. For the people who really need, uh, you know, wireless headphones, if you if you do. Um, no, I, I think the technology works. I, I that's not the that's not the reason why I don't think it's gonna come back. I don't think it's gonna come back. I don't think no it's gonna, gonna be that popular. Not enough people will buy enough of these I, for it. I I do back. agree with that. I think yeah. though that um it does have a spot. And and the mm-hmm. and I don't think that's my I don't think like personally, I don't think it has a spot for me. Mm-hmm. Um but I was actually talking to a friend of mine who's like actually interested in getting one of these because he really? has uh-huh. okay. Because he's got a PlayStation Five, which mm-hmm. you know, first one down. Uh, mm-hmm. He has a partner who also likes to play uh, like games on Nintendo Switch, and they have mm-hmm. one main TV in the house. Mm, and okay. he was talking about how it'd be really awesome to be able to you know rock out some some levels or grind out some levels in uh, in a game while mm-hmm. his partner plays uh, you know like Tears of the Kingdom on Switch or something uh, on mm-hmm. that TV. Which you mm-hmm. know, like they could then take turns, like who's got the TV, right? Or, or they also they also have a kid, and mm-hmm. you know that kid also likes to play games. So, it, mm-hmm. you know, there is a a use case where this could make sense. You know, okay, no, that's that's pretty convincing. Uh, the although, uh, well, I'll let you finish. I was gonna say that the battery life thing, like, sure, that kind of sucks. But mm-hmm. when I mean, it's not leaving your house anyway. Yeah. So you I mean, can just plug it do you, to the wall. Like, exactly. How far are you ever <laughs> going to be in your own home? How far are you going to be from an outlet? I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's inconvenient, sure, but is it like a deal breaker? Probably not for the kind of people who would be interested in it anyway. Like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't think that, that battery life will be a real deal killer. Now, I think mm-hmm. though that the cloud streaming 
gosh, that does seem like they missed a trick. And I wonder how mm-hmm. long that's actually going to be the case. Yeah, I mean, if if PlayStation wants to seriously compete with Xbox on this whole cloud gaming thing, and they're releasing this whole device, but that device cannot do cloud streaming, not even through the PS5, by mm-hmm. the way. I don't mean it as just like, oh, not through this device only. No, I mean, not even through the PS5 can you do the cloud gaming stuff. That makes just, the most sense. Yeah, personally. like, like what? <laughs> because you would have all of the latency of the internet on top of the latency to your PS5. You'd just be adding another, you know, node of latency essentially uh by by streaming it from yes. But I wonder if if being able to stream directly from the cloud at some point would be like a, a firmware update that they would push. Um, that's but that's the thing. Like I, that's what I assumed they would allow you to do, but mm-hmm. that's not the case at not least yet. for now. Not yet. But Just that does extremely bizarre. That does strike me as something that they would eventually want to do, like because mm-hmm. right now what they have is something that they they they're putting forth something that they can market as. Hey, you can use this to play your PlayStation Five, however you like to play games. You know, if mm-hmm. you know if they think that they're competing with Switch, they've probably done some market research that says mm-hmm. most people who play Nintendo Switch probably just doing so around the house. You know. Or, or mm-hmm. a good amount of the time is just lounging around the house, um, you know, playing portably or whatever. And they just like the form factor and being able to lay on the couch and, you know, mm-hmm. do that. Right. Um, and so if that's the market that they're going for, that's like this is the the feature that they're trying to sell it as. Because because mm-hmm. that's also going to give them the best experience. Because honestly, if if you sell a device for 200 bucks that lets you play cloud based games, mm-hmm. uh people are going to really expect that to work really well. Mm -hmm. But if you sell them something that works really well to play from their PlayStation five, and then down the road, you unlock the ability to play their remote games, you know, and maybe it's not as good, but your expectations have already been kind of lowered somewhat by playing local, you know, so you're not getting like the whole 4k, you know, experience, right? You're already, you know, kind of conditioned somewhat to expect and and anticipate a slightly less quality experience <laughs> than playing directly on your TV. Mm-hmm. So then once you're already conditioned there, then they enable it. Then they can start selling you the idea of playing cloud games directly from it. I That is so, I, that is so cynical. I, I am <laughs> very... Like I'm very cynical <laughs> and I like it, but, but I, I can, I can totally see how this is part of their master plan, but it all hinges on the fact that this work. Um, and I don't know if it's gonna, I still think that there's a very good possibility that mm-hmm. a lot of these, if they do sell is going to be, it's going to be sold by, or, or to people mm-hmm. with the intention of opening them up for hacking. Uh, so here's the counterpoint to okay. all that. Okay. So uh-huh. the the thing of that is that I I think that this machine is not exactly like a Steam Deck or anything even remotely close to it, right? So it it, it doesn't have that kind of processing power, right? So I don't think this is a a thing where people would really try to hack it just because it doesn't have that kind of, you know, like processing power. Um, I mean, and, I've, I've spent yeah. more than 200. I mean, I know people who have spent more than $200 on, 
you know, PlayStation one emulators or super <laughs> Nintendo emulation. Like, True. Yeah. My, mm-hmm. my, my original PSP was a really good super Nintendo emulator and mm-hmm. I paid a good penny for that back in the day. And, and I mean, does that even have like onboard, like memory of any sort to store anything? That's the big that, question. I mean, right? it's gotta, it's gotta have something for firmware updates, I think. True. But, but is it going to have probably about it, but is it going to have storage? I don't yeah. know. It depends on how electrically connected the USB-C port is. Because mm-hmm. it would now, be really a very simple thing to do to connect a uh, external hard drive via cable mm-hmm. with like a little piece of tape or whatever to hold it on. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not ideal, but that's right. not what Sony's aiming for. But if it's only a power connector and not like a data connector, which is mm-hmm. entirely possible, then yeah. I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe it would... Uh, Maybe it would be hack, uh, uh, able to be unhacked. Uh, uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? The phrase. <laughs> maybe maybe it would make it a fruitless endeavor to to hack mm-hmm. it. But uh, so the the thing about this is okay. Go back to the whole like no Bluetooth thing, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. you could just put in a headphone jack. You could just plug in, you know, a wall charger. But you know, half the point of these devices is that there's no wire. Uh-huh. Like. You know, so you got another wire here to the wall. You got another wire to yourself. Like all of a sudden it's just clunky as heck, right? Mm. So it's not a deal breaker, but hear me out, right? Yeah. You're paying $200 for this. Oh, yeah. You could I mean, not me. just get a controller and use your phone with remote play today. Yeah, yeah, you could. Okay, you could. You have an iPad laying around. Good. You could just do remote play That's right gonna now. That's going to be clunky too, though. Yeah. And yeah, but you don't have to pay an extra two hundred dollars, right? You just need a controller. Uh, and if you have like a, um, if you have uh, any of the derivatives of uh, Steam Deck, like the Asus, like a- Asus made one. There's, there's so many different companies that made similar devices. Oh yeah, and you can all just play. Oh with, yeah. Um, if you, you have know, one of those, the the uh, value uh, proposition uh, is gone. Right. So in in the real world, then. Is you're right. You, you've got that friend who who has that need, but this device is two hundred dollars already. Mm-hmm. Now the alternative is to pay maybe an extra hundred, a hundred fifty dollars, and get like a full on device that can just play games on its own. And all of a sudden, it now you compare it like, does it make sense? So there's the use case, but then now you compare it to alternatives, and I don't know if two hundred dollars makes sense. For a device that will do nothing other than connect to your PS5 um, to do those things, right? So uh-huh. I, I guess that's the whole thing. Is it's if tough. You want, it's very you have to buy into the very targeted, and I think yeah. I think if we're not part of that, and I know that we're not part of the the subset. I know I'm not part of that market, but it's hard to say that there's nobody who wants it. Yeah, that's for sure. And I just, just don't know how many people there realistically are. Yeah. I mean, because whoever, because that's the other thing is like the people that you're actually going to be targeting this to Mm -hmm. are the people who already have a PlayStation 5, Mm -hmm. the people who have the need that that you're addressing, Mm -hmm. and the people who know about it. Because they also have to be pretty well connected (laughs) to the pulse, I think, at this point to know that it's a thing. Like, mm-hmm. I think there's a ton of people who still don't even know that the PlayStation TV was a thing back in the day for, they for PS Vita. Should oh. 
watch uh, hit point. We tell them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but tell, um, tell your tell your friends. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's the other thing is that there's a there's a very strong possibility that a lot of these are going to be ended up you know sold at a, at a I think they're already going to be sold at a loss. But I think that they'll yeah. also be heavily steeply discounted uh, if mm. it doesn't become a success. At which point they definitely will become friends of of hackers who just emulate <laughs> Nintendo and Super Nintendo and maybe maybe as high as PlayStation but i mean that's the other mm -hmm. thing like is it would they purposefully hamstring this device to the point that it cannot be used for that kind of purpose like they in in order to hit this the mm -hmm. to thread the needle here they would have to kneecap it enough that mm -hmm. it cannot uh play games via emulator but it would also have to be powerful enough to decode real-time streams directly mm -hmm. from the PlayStation 5 mm -hmm. while also being cost-effective enough to, like, they would have to be able to custom manufacture the the hardware to run this thing. Like, it seems like it would be so much cheaper and easier mm -hmm. to buy off-the-shelf, like, uh, tablet hardware for, like... E for way easier, from yeah, like all, a, all the from hacks like an, are already out there. Yeah, probably. for like a for like an Android <laughs> you know? device, like you mm -hmm. know, it's gonna have like 512 megs of storage or something mm -hmm. like built into the uh, uh, oh god, what's the, the form of flash storage that's built onto? Yeah. You know, it's gonna be a, a a it's gonna be like the Fire Amazon Fire tablet. You know, it's gonna be one of those <laughs> things basically, right? And, or like uh, a use with a controller deck. built on. They and already exist in the wild. Used Steam decks. Yeah. They're, they're, I mean, there are people who just like don't want to keep one anymore, and they just sell it at a loss. And... I can't find them, but I mean, really? I'll keep an eye. I've I've been keeping an eye out because I'm stingy, and I would like to <laughs> be able to like play PC games on mm -hmm. a Steam Deck for the purpose of like being able to say, uh, you know, I played this on a Steam Deck, and here's how it ran, <laughs> uh, you know, in a review, and like tell people if a game plays well on a Steam Deck. So I don't mm -hmm. want to necessarily pay full price for, uh. For a Steam Deck, though, because I'm because I'm chintzy. For you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate. Yeah, that. a friend. One of my friends sold his because he he bought it. It was cool, and then he just realized that he doesn't have a lot lot of use for it, so he sold it while it was still a pretty hot commodity. Mm -hmm. uh, like he tried it, and it just wasn't for him, so yeah. he sold it. Um, but yeah, I, I'll keep an eye out. Yeah, but I, I would just imagine that like over time, like for example, like Valve said that they will make a new Steam Deck. Like this is such a commercial success, they will make a new version. Mm -hmm. And there are Steam Deck like you know competitors, like the one that Ace, Asus made. And, oh yeah, and the some other Neo, companies. the RNG yeah, yeah, yeah. Ally. Yeah, they're all these. So it's not as if there aren't competition. So for like maybe an extra $200, you can get a full-on device that just works and can Steam games and works with your Bluetooth, you know. It's just that, and that's my problem with this whole device is... Is it already obsolete? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's obsolete before it even comes out, it and like, seems to me. Is, is there... <laughs> Is there a, a needle to even be thread with that like price point? Like, well, at, yeah. what do you have to deliver at that price point that could make sense? And it's so hard. I don't think you could That's at this hard. point. Yeah. Except for a very small niche of people. And I guess that's one of the cool things about the PlayStation 5, though, uh, mm -hmm. is, is that it, it hypothetically could work with the PlayStation 6. <laughs> 
and beyond. Like this thing, like mm-hmm. it, it's just a, it's it, it, this thing won't go obsolete because the PlayStation five is going to be sticking around for a while. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's, maybe. I mean, yeah, that's seems to be the case anyway, at this point, I don't, it doesn't look like the, the PlayStation five. I mean, the five, the PlayStation five is not even hit market saturation yet. Right. That's fair. Yeah. So, I mean, it's entirely possible that they'll be milking this thing for a while. So I guess that's the, the counter argument. I guess that I could mm-hmm. finally, I, I found a, a thing to say about it. That's <laughs> that might actually make sense. Your, your four or $500 investment in an, mm-hmm. you know, steam deck today could be obsolete mm-hmm. in two years, but the PlayStation five, I mean, the PlayStation consoles have been chugging along for like sometimes upwards of 10 years of support. How long was mm-hmm. the PlayStation 3 and, and 4? No, but you can, you can still do remote play on those devices. Yeah. I wonder so, if this would be backwards compatible with remote play on PS3 and 4. That would uh, be interesting. I doubt it. That that would be interesting. I that, doubt it. <laughs> that could sweeten the deal a little. Yeah. Like, it works with 4 and 5 right now. Even the Steam Deck works with 4 and 5 right now. Like, yeah. I, I play... I played my PS5 off a laptop when I'm upstairs doing work and then mm-hmm. I, I just want to take a break, maybe play a little Persona, get through a day or two. I can do that on my laptop today, yeah. right? So, I mean, or, or, or conversely, I could spend $200 and get this device and, and do the same thing, yeah. which I, I get it. You, you Yes, I there is a use case because... I have that use case where I don't, I can't walk all the way downstairs to play my PS5, but I want to play just a little bit between breaks. So, okay, I get that. Um, but they're just alternatives. So I, mm-hmm. I guess that's where I'm still at. It's like, they're just alternatives that I could be doing this and better. Yeah. Um, well, we'll see. I, we'll I'll, see. I'll, I'll be very curious to see how it goes. Uh, but I think a lot of it's going to come down to just how Sony markets this thing. Yeah, and I wish they would just if do like a Sony markets this thing. Yeah, well, they uh, they're trying, <laughs> they're trying. I I wish instead of they they just actually do a like honest to god like good handheld, you know. But yeah. I, I don't think that's ever gonna happen again. <laughs> I mean, fortunately, yeah. I think yeah. Nintendo's kind of got locked down on that at this point. Like they have, yeah. It's it's. I don't know how how saturated the market was with Game Boy, but I feel like Switch mm-hmm. is kind of approaching that. Mm. I think wild. for the first time, the Switch sale has like gone down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, there's no one left to sell to. Yeah, but they they basically they they, they basically hit saturation, so yeah. they're like, okay, now it's time to push out that Switch Pro or Switch Two. So there's all these news the buzzing now. Super you know? Nintendo Switch. The Super that's that's what the I'm super a, switch. That's what I'm aiming for. No, no, Super Nintendo switch. Super Nintendo Switch. That's okay. I think that, that you should <laughs> totally lean into that. Um, I would buy it. All right. Well, moving along uh, from from Sony and their and their streaming device. Speaking of Nintendo. <laughs> and speaking of Nintendo. Yeah. The Pokemon Company International have announced. On August 13th, 2023, that it would be making an immediate donation of $200,000 to Global Giving's Hawaii Wildfire Relief Fund. Yeah. Which is super cool pretty dang awesome. I mean, the Pokemon company, like, they've, they've got some, some money and, like, 
200,000, that's not an insubstantial amount. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I think, I think that it kind of makes sense. I feel like with, when they did like the, uh, God, what was the, the sun and moon? Those were mm -hmm. kind of based yeah. on the Hawaiian islands. Hawaii. Yeah. They probably spent a significant time doing, you know, research and, and uh, like getting to know the islands really well. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense that a lot of the developers at the Pokemon company would uh, have a special spot in their heart for Hawaii. And it's really awesome to see them uh, reaching out to, uh, to extend relief at, you know, at a time when Hawaii needs it a lot right now. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Baku is also going to be participating in a charity stream uh, in order to uh, benefit uh, Hawaii's wild wildfire relief as well, um, starting on the 16th of September as, yes. as part of a 40-hour raid train uh, that will direct relief to Maui. Do you want to yes. talk any more about that, Baku? Yeah, sure. So someone just reached out one day and they're like, hey, do you want to be part of Ray Train? And I was like, cool, what are we <laughs> doing a Ray Train for? And they told me about like the direct relief uh, fund uh, that would basically goes towards like like food and shelter, like immediate needs. Right. So mm -hmm. there are there are different kinds of things that really the island needs. OK, of course. There's like reconstruction and all that, and that's definitely a lot further down. But yeah. what they need now are like, you know, just a lot of necessities that you may not be thinking about. Things to get it's them to tomorrow. Correct. And remember that this is off to an island, like the, the, the big islands, right? Like they're, they're not like in the main, like, you know, continental U.S. where it's like easy to just like truck things in. Yeah. Right. You, you got to ship it over. It's just a little more difficult relief effort wise than if it was continental U.S. Right. So um, there's a lot of people. I think it's like the death toll is like up to a thousand, if not over that by now. Um, but people were just like, you know, gone missing and et cetera. Mm -hmm. uh so it's it's insane over there right now uh so we're doing what we can um so i'll only be streaming for like maybe like four hours out of the 40. uh it, again it's the raid train that goes on for two days uh and like all the money will be donated towards the direct relief fund do you want to describe a little bit about what that raid train means for anybody who's maybe not uh no. familiar with twitch <laughs> and uh and some of its things that they do sure thing so basically what a raid train is, is um, let's say that we start at somebody's stream um, early in the day on, on 9-16, which is a Saturday, mm -hmm. let's say 8 a.m. And the person streams until noon. Well, they pass that raid, that they, they pass all their viewers mm -hmm. onto the next planned streamer in a certain time slot. Then that's and and then that person passes to the next streamer and the next streamer. So it's a ray train in the sense that like you know every you know everyone is there for a certain event and that viewership just gets keep been passed down for forty hours straight. Kind of like um, passing a torch a little bit or passing a baton. Yeah, passing a baton, definitely. Mm -hmm. uh, I definitely think of it as passing the <laughs> the baton. Um, so I'll be during I'll be on day one. Uh, I don't know who I'm passing off the viewers to. I don't know what I'm doing yet. I have a little bit of mm -hmm. time to think about that. But for four hours, I'll be raising money for Maui. Uh, we've done something similar before. Actually, we did like a two weeks ray train. That was insane. Wow. Um, yeah, just for two weeks straight. 
people are in like one streamer or another just non-stop 24 hours for 14 days just getting passed along to the next uh streamer that was really wild but yeah this is this is just 40 hours so yeah that's pretty two weeks two weeks of rating yeah no that totally happened gato <laughs> it was like sometime last year earlier this year yeah that was crazy so uh thank you so much for giving me time to talk a little bit about this um but we're, we're definitely hoping to make some difference out there yeah and we'll be sure to remind you again before it happens so you, you know just keep it tucked away in the back of your mind though uh yeah yes we'll but talk about it that about does it for the uh, industry news and, and the relief that uh, the Pokemon company is also providing to Maui. Uh, now it's time yes. to kind of move along to some of the, the merch that's going on. And we've all kind of got one real main thing here. Yes, um, because there are so many Trails fans here, and I know you guys all love the figures. Uh, eh, we finally, figures. so we talked about this before. We talked about Emma um and we talked about the new figure that's coming out right well last time we looked at it it wasn't painted and i told y'all that that was the prototype they might change it up and whatnot well i didn't expect them to get it colored so quickly but here it is you can check it on my screen right now i've got it pulled up uh the full figure in its glory colored uh and that's what it looks like could Um, you zoom in a bit yes so or, or, or not oh oh it won't let you oh no <laughs> yeah, it will it will not let me but you can see the text larger i guess okay. <laughs> um but whatever the link will be down in the description below when you guys want to see it yourself but basically it looks so uh, good Kotobukiya, uh is a large company and part of them uh makes figures and they're basically on contract to make I, uh, most uh, of these um, trails uh, characters, right? So Crow, uh, Reen, uh, Altina, was that her name? Altina, uh, yeah. Altina, yeah. They they have, uh, oh, what's her name? Uh, Fee? The one that I bought and I cannot remember. <laughs> oh, oh, Ren? <laughs> no, although Ren... Ren one actually uh, just got released. Uh, you can actually buy that now, like buy Risha. buy, not pre order. Huh? Risha, Risha, yes. There you go. Uh, so that one is out. So now Emma's coming. Uh, it's just all kinds of characters. So if you're a figure collector, or maybe you're not like a figure collector, but you just really like a certain character from Trails, keep an eye out, man. Like Kotobukiya is gonna be making more and more Trails character, especially as the game progresses. So this is definitely not going to be like the last thing they do. <laughs> definitely not. Yeah. All right. Well, right. that does it for the merch updates. So now it's time to, oh my God, what, Floppy Dogs, what have you done? <laughs> okay. What? Well, it's time, like 50... time for us to respond to a few of these super chats. Holy cow. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> All right. So Floppy Dogs says, I never thought the, uh, thought, uh, I've never thought in Final Fantasy VI or Seven that I wish this was more difficult. Sometimes simple and well-made games are just good without sliders. Sliders? You know, like difficulty sliders. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Especially older games, right? Mm-hmm. Well, but I, mean, I feel like they have different ways of adjusting difficulty. Yeah. Uh, it felt like a lot of times slider. difficulty sliders a lot of times just like affect how much damage you receive and how many hit points the enemy has right mm-hmm. that's so, true yeah uh, 
So it's, I mean, there's definitely good and bad ways to adjust difficulty via a slider, but um, yeah, I don't know. I I think that a well-balanced game, gosh, really shouldn't rely on its difficulty. I, I don't I don't know. I'm 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 still formulating opinions on on my statement here, I guess. Hmm. Still a lot hmm. going on with that whole discussion about difficulty in easy <laughs> mode and hard mode. Um, yeah. Let's it, see. It's it's hard. It's hard to predict character like player behavior, right? I mean, does or, does a does a oh gosh, does a <laughs> game in order to be good, does it actually have to be challenging or difficult? just has to be fun but yeah. that's there lies the problem like what does fun mean yeah at right? what point so i think that's yeah. also i think that kind of strikes to the core of it is like it's different for different people like what what is mm -hmm. fun for some people is just not fun for others yeah which is why we want to give these options out so that it, effectively it's 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 self-selection instead of you selecting things for people you allow them to self-select yeah. which typically gives you the best uh, outcome when it comes to like incentive-based uh, uh, decisions. You just let people make their own decision because people know what they want at the moment better than you like basically central planning out things, right? Mm -hmm. um, think, 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 I, I guess think of it this way, right? Um, think of it this way, and this is going to come into economics, but I'll make it really digestible. Uh, there's like central planning, right? Like Russia, for example, back then, where they all the government will select prices for goods, right, right. and services. Mm -hmm. uh, but they select a single price and they apply it for the entire country, right? But everybody has their own mind of like what makes sense, what doesn't make sense, right? So they can't account for all these different individuals, right? So if you yeah. think of it that way, it's basically central planning for me to set one way to play. Uh, and then you just have to live with it, whether or not you adjust or not, right? Or I can give you options so you can self-select, right? And then mm -hmm. you can adjust it however you want to fit your own personal style. That seems to be more consumer-friendly, right? Yeah. In many sense. Uh, it's so kind of funny, what, though. That's with, the analogy. I yeah. was going to say, <laughs> it's like, we're talking about video games, and you're like, well, here's how it relates to uh, economic policy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I was an econ undergrad. I, I I think a lot of things in like incentive based things in in that sort of lens. No, no, no. It's it's so. hilarious, but I love it. It's it's great. Um, Floppy Dogs also went on to mention uh, a video game confession of theirs. Um, mm -hmm. They said they've actually never played Chrono Trigger. <gasps> I know. what? And they said, "Can we still be friends?" And I don't know. Banned. What do you think? What do you think, Baku? Banned. Don't right. want to see you. <laughs> All right, they're gone. Just kidding. be gone. I'm kidding. As long as you're willing to make an honest effort to try the game at some point, you're you're forgiven. I mean, legitimately, there's a lot of great games that I've never played. In fact, yeah, probably no, true. I've I've probably never played most of the great games out there. Um, you haven't played most of Tales games, so that's already a sin. I mean, right? there's that. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. Um, yeah, I mean, some of the, the, the kickback that I got when I mentioned that I hadn't played Lufia 2 yet a couple, couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, there was some real shock and awe going real on. anger happening. There was some anger. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's kind of funny in a way, but, but, uh, I, I, I will admit to you all, I've said this before, but I've not played Grandia. I've not played, uh, 
uh, uh, what is what is that one game called? Uh, what is that pirate game? Oh, pirate. oh, um, Skies uh, of Arcadia. I've not played Skies of Arcadia. Like there, there are just a lot of. I've not played Cold Steel. I mean that you guys love that series. Uh, whoa, yeah, whoa, whoa! Cool let's bunch of let's slow it down. You're gonna you're gonna yeah. make everybody hate you, Baku. <laughs> I am just now playing Persona Five. Right? Like, <laughs> t- take me back like five months ago. I'd be like, I have not played Persona Five. <laughs> uh, so no, it, there, there's too many games out there. It's fine. Just get to it when you get to it. Uh, they also mentioned uh, also Breath of Fire one through four HD remasters when, and then followed that up with another. Wait a sec, am I an IRL NPC with the Breath of Fire questions? Probably. Mm. They they does repeat a bit. Yeah, <laughs> I've wondered about that, and I am glad you are uh, basically <laughs> confirming my beliefs. Yeah, they also ask what the latest news on the RetroTink four K. Do you think it's worth the price tag? Would you recommend it to a friend interested? Uh, but it's not cheap. Um, How much is it even? Uh, I don't know, but it's not cheap because even the retro tank, like uh, t- uh, the five X, uh, is like a couple. It's like three hundred. So I think mm-hmm. the four K. So here's the thing: the four K is kind of neat from the perspective of, um, uh, from the perspective that it can upscale HDMI inputs up to 4k so it could take a 720p image and mm-hmm. multiply it three times to get to 4k um is that is that three times or no 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 it's it's you can you can multiply it several times and it'll it'll scale to 4k <laughs> at, at like an integer scale mm-hmm. um and you can also do that with 1080p you can scale it four times to get to 4k um okay so it's like it's it's nice from a perspective of uh upscaling switch games if you really really want to or or upscaling uh ps3 games and getting mm-hmm. like sharp pixels on that but i mean the 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 use case for that is really limited i think um mm. because the like you would only want to do that with games that are already pretty well pixelated i think like you wouldn't want to you know do pixel perfect upscaling on like like sharp edges, uh, nearest neighbor scaling on uh, on a game like God of War on PlayStation Three that's been upresed for like you know remastered from PlayStation Two, you you mm-hmm. wouldn't want to see the sharp you know jaggy edges. I don't think. Yeah. I think most people wouldn't want to see that. They would rather have something that does some smoothing for that. But if you were doing something retro, like um gosh playing nes remix on your wii u and you just wanted Mm -hmm. those razor sharp pixels i guess you could do that Mm -hmm. um the other thing that it would do is it would decrease the latency the display latency of uh upscaling games uh built into your tv i mean if your Mm -hmm. tv's native resolution is 4k upscaling that from 720p to 4k on your on your tv's built-in scaler um Aside from probably not doing the best job, I mean, probably not the worst, but probably not the best, uh, it would mm-hmm. also add a, a bit of extra latency uh, to do that. So if you're playing games that really do the real-time stuff that like you just cannot have lag, this would be a way to mitigate that. Hmm. And if that's worth the money to you, then cool. 
but it ain't to me. And I'm not going to be up upgrading to it from my RetroTINK 5X. Um, it's it's really, and I think a lot, a lot of people already kind of know that and, and have said it like, this is, this is like, you know, I think Bob from, from, uh, gosh, what was it? Uh, RGB, retro RGB. I can't remember the name of this channel at the moment, but he even said in his, <laughs> in his video going over all the specs is like, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of like buying a first class ticket, uh, to, you know, a destination. Like you could just as easy buy a coach and you'll still get to the same destination overall, mm -hmm. but you know, sometimes a first class ticket is nicer, right? True. Yeah. So, uh, it's complicated, but personally I would never probably recommend it to anybody unless they had some really specific niche use case. And I think that person already probably knows that they would need it. Um, for turn-based RPGs, that ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> I, some people take it very seriously. So I guess, yeah. I mean, if, if you're, if you're PlayStation three, if you're playing play, PS three on a 4k TV and you think it looks terrible compared to playing it on a native 720p screen, then mm. yeah, I think you might, you might want to try it out, but, um, but only you can really make the value proposition of like, if that's actually worth it or not, you know, mm -hmm. that's true. That's true. Well, I'm glad you broke it down because I don't know anything about <laughs> these retro device so oh yeah. man dude i've i've spent the last like couple weeks working on a gbsc in order to, <laughs> which is which is a different scaler altogether that mm -hmm. takes I, i've been doing this like weird rupe goldberg machine of taking a hdmi input putting it into a adapter to component video output that i can plug mm -hmm. into the gbsc interface that then spits that image out in 240p over RGB SCART that I could plug into my CRT television Sony PVM. It is. And it works. It works. What? It looks really good. It oh. Looks. It looks really good. But the jank. process of getting there is so complicated. I'm. I'm. I would make a video about it if I didn't feel like it would tank. <laughs> I, I feel like nobody i mean there's probably some people here who who watch everything i do and i appreciate mm -hmm. you and you'll watch it but um i know that there's a lot of people who would not no mass appeal is that it that's kind of yeah sorry yeah. but uh it's like that but it is fun to uh mm -hmm. to, to experiment and uh last night i was actually streaming uh this eight hour block of cartoon network to my <laughs> to my pvm <laughs> of uh speed racer was actually playing <laughs> on that oh, TV. What? <laughs> speed racer <laughs> my gosh dude uh let me tell you in the early days of of cartoon network their anime mm -hmm. game was a little bit weak <laughs> mm -hmm. well yeah yeah absolutely um okay moving on uh they're asking also about grand blue fantasy or saying that grand blue fantasy relink collector's edition is currently still available on amazon for pre-order if you're interested huh that's weird i did not see that yeah well like that's what they said all. yeah it might uh, might be worth checking it out oh wait they retracted that after it's no longer available they said yeah no i meant like i just straight up did not see oh no no but they re they did retract it afterwards <laughs> they they said oh, okay so maybe maybe it was a fluke because it's it's not supposed to be available yet 
like as in it's oh. not supposed to open yet. Oh, okay. It's not supposed yeah. to be available yet. Okay, so, so it's, it's not, not that, that it's... they ran out. Okay. Because if they ran out, you'd see the listing, but then it would just be like sold out. Like the listing is just straight up not there. Well, that's probably for the better. Yeah. Also, just just for people who are curious, uh, they right now if you go to the and I've been keeping my eye on this because I really want to go get it. Um, if you want to get Grand Blue Fantasy Relink, uh, you click on like buy like physical. They're gonna mm -hmm. send you to the Exceed store basically. Now, oh. in the future, I think they will open additional retailers, but at least for now, Going they'll send to Exceed store. And okay. guess what's not at the Exceed store? The listings for these games <laughs> so they send you to a store but then there'll be nothing there for you okay. to select so well, book market yeah, frustration yeah um let's see they also said uh, what is taters precious and then love you both thank you um thank you okay moving on they said to be fair they did uh, sony did say they believe in generation did wait the, hang on hang on let me let me reread this <laughs> sure to be fair sony did they that they believe in generations we the consumers just didn't realize they meant technology from past generations i'm not sure i hmm. understand that one they okay they did say that they believe in generations we the consumer just didn't realize they meant technology from past generations Okay, I'm not not really following. Sorry, <laughs> hard hard to pick that one up because that was probably in context of something we were talking about. Yeah, it's it, that's probably the case. Sorry, we we came to this a little late. Yeah, and then finally they say, uh, fans say, give us PlayStation Vita too, Sony. How about something that, <laughs> about something mm -hmm. that is nothing like that at all and appeals to less than five percent of our player base. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I I definitely get it. Um All right. Well, yep, that's I think yeah, it's it's super niche, but I've I think I've said my piece on on the PlayStation Portal. Mm -hmm. Man, now now the sucky thing is like if I ever like start talking about the the PlayStation Portable or if I'm talking about the PlayStation Portal, people are going to be like, "I'm sorry, did you mean the portable or the 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 portal?" The port. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta make sure you don't mumble when you say the last word, because it's, it's, it's just one syllable different. Mm -hmm. mm. And you know what? Um, people being people on YouTube will nitpick the living heck out of your pronunciation. <laughs> yeah. I have, I have witnessed that personally. <laughs> I released all three videos on my YouTube. Uh, I have basically no videos and already got like you know crapped on for like uh mispronouncing a thing it was just all the comments like did you mean this like god i mean okay, i think I a get lot of people would be really <laughs> surprised to hear that english is not your first language and surprisingly like you yeah it's i think a lot of people uh, would be really surprised to find that out <laughs> so i'm not mad at it but know. you know youtube is youtube so <laughs> yeah i i just concur with whatever yeah all right well everybody i hope you all had a fun time tonight i certainly did it was a, a nice show a lot of a lot of really fun news to look forward oh to oh my god a lot There's of games so are many. on the horizon 
so many good looking games. Uh, sea of Stars, hands down. Oh my God, just let me order the physical game already. I cannot please. wait. <laughs> yeah. I know. All right. Well, anyways, we will see you guys next Sunday, I think. Unless unless something you know goes wrong, but we'll we'll no. play by ear. No, no excuse. It will be Sunday. Just no no excuse. Oh okay. Yeah. No excuses. <laughs> no excuses. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Have a good rest of your night, and we'll Take see care. you in the next one. Have a great day, everybody. Take care. Bye bye.